There's something on my mind. Won't somebody please, please tell me what's wrong? You're just a fool. You know you're in love. What you say? Episode 107, Old Takes, R.I.P. to Tina Turner, the private dancer. <laughs> uh, shout out to Regina in Eastwood. Regina, what up, what up, what up. peace, love, and soul train to Duke and Travis on this beautiful Saturn day. Uh, Regina, peace, love, and soul to the gods and goddesses in the chat on this beautiful Saturn's day. Tina, she's Rose and Power, RP, such a talented soul. Eastwood, I see y'all playing Nutbush Finest. <laughs> Private dancing, what's up got to do with it? All my favorites of her rock and roll artistry. Yeah, yeah. Eastwood, enough, enough of, the of the tether horn. <laughs> Tina was FBA. <laughs> How y'all doing, man, on this Saturday? It's a beautiful day. It's a pretty good day. It's it's got a nice breeze outside. Yeah, it's nice, nice. Decent. It's not too stuffy. 
decent day, I'll say. It's good. Life All right, man, good. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot of stuff going on politically, socially. That's it on Tina? No, we're going to move. I'm okay. just introducing some of the topics. Okay. Damn, damn. Uh, we got lots to talk about. We didn't. We ain't been talking about the geopolitical stuff the last couple of weeks. Probably not gonna go go into it this week either. That'll be something we can talk about next week. What's going on? Because the Russia Ukraine thing still going on. Uh, Brick still happening. All the other stuff with the banks. We're gonna speak on more social, uh, some some, some domestic social topics black this issues. week. Huh? Social black issues. <laughs> well, first up, seeing how we just played. The, Tina Bush's finest. Uh, Tina Turner, queen of rock and roll, dies at 83 in Switzerland. Now, uh, <laughs> as my age group will probably know her best for the movie, What's Love Got to Do, What's with, Love it? Got to do with It? Starring um, the actress um, Angela Bassett. Angela Every Bassett. time I hear those songs, I think of Angela Bassett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, the great actor, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Fishburne. <laughs> So, yeah, she uh, passed away in Switzerland. A lot of people talking about her death and, you know, the music that she produced was great music. Um, so, yeah, it was, you know, I, I don't like introducing death at the beginning of the shows as much. But we do. But we end up doing it anyway. So let us know if y'all don't appreciate that because we'll definitely move it around. I mean, you want to start with death or just start with a celebration that some people say. What are they saying? Eastwood, can I... Uh... Can y'all ask my wife Joy to comment? She on now. Give her a shout out. What up, what up, Joy? Let me see you say something in the comments. <laughs> shout out to Eastwood's wife, Miss Joy. Yeah, so last week we talked about uh Jim Brown. Um, you know, this week now it's Tina Turner. The philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> Are you finally couldn't say it last week? week, couldn't <laughs> say it this week. It was on my damn tongue. So yeah, you know, she passed away. We don't speak ill. I don't speak ill on the dead, so I'm going to leave the topic Maybe alone. Lying. When? You don't speak ill in public. Well, ain't that where it matters? No, it ain't where it matters, because <laughs> if you're going to talk shit when they uh on off air, you can talk shit while they on air. You you said some things about Tina. You agree with Judge Joe Brown that she was a, a Look pimp. At you. Look at you. Snitch. She Look shot at you. somebody. Yeah, it's the stories out there, but I'm not going to speak on it. She's gone now. She's in the out. She's in the spiritual realm, waiting for yeah. Like the rest of us will be waiting for judgment. She's a Swiss. High. She's a Swiss artist, not a. <laughs> yeah, she did black American her, artist. Like, she did announce her American citizenship. Yeah, we look at the Wikipedia. It says Swish. So it is what Swedish. It is. But anyway, artist. Let's move on. We're not going to go into the drama around her. Yeah, don't, I don't speak. We don't speak on the dead. So. R.I.P. Tina. We can't judge you. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> you want <them> so bad? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, you do. Nigga. Put it on me. We got a new color purple. A beautiful uh, ceiling. <laughs> what else was it mean? What was it saying? All right. Okay. Fantasia shines in the color purple musical remake trailer. We're going to show the trailer. It's loading up for. <laughs> I'm loading up for you. Oh, it's loading up for me. You have a lot of smoke for the color purple. Nigga said color purple. What's it's the difference? The color purple. What's the difference? It's a difference. All right, hold on. Let me uh sorry y'all get this in order. Uh share screen. Sorry y'all, hold on. We got how to do this. Um window. What nigga? <laughs> All right, we're ready now. Hold on. Y'all should see this. Can y'all see the screen? 
Let me just take this off the screen right quick. Well, we'll know because Eastwood, he, Eastwood, the only one that'll say something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me just show the trailer for the new color purple. Today, I teach you talks about a place called Africa. She say our mamas come from Queens over there. That means that we royalty. <laughs> You to love me. Afternoon. I need me a wife. Hey, goddamn Mister. Uh, Mister is now a tether. He's no longer a Black American. Uh, yeah. I try to move. And he's part of that alphabet group. You said what? He's a tether, and he's a part of that uh, that alphabet group. That's a long. That's a long way from uh, who played her before. Uh, what's his name? Danny Glover. Danny Glover. He know better. He part of that pan Africanist. Uh, no, he's part of the Centuria the religion. Yeah, yeah, he's part of that. It's a Dominican. The, well, the, speaking, the guy is Dominican. Yeah, he's Dominican. Afro Dominican. Even if we have to part, you and me. Oh, us have. and I'm they sorry, got big plans for Halle Berry. I'm about to say Haley. Hey, the, the Bailey, the both of them. They're kind of being pushed. She's lot. being pushed more, though. She's being pushed in more of the acting sphere. Yeah. The other one is pushed in the musical sphere, being signed to Beyonce and all the other stuff. She's she's more like Beyonce as far as innocence in the beginning. And yeah. Chloe's acting out the older stage of Beyonce. But I would watch out for uh, Haley, Haley more than Chloe. <laughs> I have one heart. Oh, nothing I didn't know. Nigga, it's, let the trailer play. Listen. The original character who played uh, her, what's her name in the movie? She was Ghanaian. She was Ghanaian. She was John Singleton's baby mama. The late, great yeah, John just, Singleton. That's his baby yeah, mama. Just throw that She's out Ghanaian. there too, huh? You couldn't just let it. Okay. Don't get off my land. You. I rat you every day. Nothing but death can keep me from it. Oh, Miss Felix. You must ain't got no kinfolk around these parts. All I had was my sister. <laughs> she was the only one ever loved me. I'm gonna hold my head up. I'm gonna put my shirt. Tarpy Henson, I'm glad she's getting away from these stressful roles. Um, it's done a lot to her, so. It has. Oh, it's, time. it's time for you to see the world. There's gonna be some changes made. Put it on. This ain't me. Hush. We need to look like we belong. Let's see the smile and come. <gasps> Sweet and loving God. Alright, so we get the point. We're not gonna show the whole trailer. Shout out to Fantasia, one of North Carolina finest. I love Fantasia. What you up, Jay Henderson? Oh, give us a shout out to Sh uh, Sassy Shante. Shante. Fam. Jay Henderson, shout out to him. Hey fam, Regina. Oh my God, this, these remakes are so unnecessary. On the other hand, though, I now realize it's a part of the reset. I, oh, I'm it's so I'm so glad you said that. Um, Eastwood, they are here trying to align us with African tethers. No indignation is movement. Mm -hmm. uh, these remakes are never as good uh, or better than the original. Um, it looks okay though. Oh, look at you. Because I think it's more of a musical. Let me make sure I point out once again. I think it's because it's Fantasia. That's why I'm more soft on I, it. Let me say that I do know Fantasia's, some of her public beliefs that I support. 
I don't know if y'all know that's the, some of her beliefs that she's spoken on the last decade or so. As far plus. as what? Her beliefs on black people, who we are, and all that stuff. So I would I'm I want to trust dude. She's least, in let, the me, let me finish what I'm saying. I want to trust that at least there's at least one person in the industry that has some level of integrity where they wouldn't accept a role that would go against their core beliefs. But I guess I'll be heartbroken again. Fantasia is in the industry. Yeah, she's done what she has to do to be in the industry. She, just... It is what it is. We can say <laughs> we like her, but it is what it is. Oh, yeah. one more, um, uh, Regina. Uh, most of the black Hollywood <laughs> weird is tether. Very few FBA exist there. Just find out earlier today. True uh, for CCH. Pounder is Guyanese. Yep. Uh, okay, Regina. Facts say Sanchez Shante, and why would the remake? White man can't jump. Oh, that's another that, that's one we crazy. We're we about to go about on that to that next. So you see right here, the new adaptation of Alice Walker's novel in a 1985 film will premiere in North America on December 25th on Christmas too. Now, the original Color Purple obviously was very, very controversial. I know a lot of people like to reinvent history now and make it seem like it was never controversial. Only in the modern last decade or so has it became a movie that people um, demonize. But even back in the 80s, there were people wanting this movie out of movie theater didn't want this movie to go public but anyway growing up and this might not be the best thing <laughs> lord <laughs> this might not be the best thing but growing up the color purple was a comedy does it was it we was, used to you told hoppo to be like me. we used to take quotes from this movie and use them throughout regular everyday life of jokes to make fun we never saw this movie having the impact it has as far as politically or socially on the black community as far as relationships and such. And maybe we over-exaggerate its importance or impact, but I don't think we do. I think The Color Purple had a very, very impactful um, negative impact on the black community as far as the imagery and, uh, and such. And the storyline that they pushed in the movie as far as what they deemed to be normal in the early 1900s in the South amongst black people. So, Jay Henderson, I don't normally draw pronouns, but uh, Jay is joy. Oh, okay. I am she. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joy Henderson. Apologies. Yeah. So, put some respect on the misses. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey and Steven Spielberg have reunited and revived The Color Purple into a movie mu musical directed by Blix Baz uh, Wool. I don't know how you said that. After the debuting footage of distributors in Com CinemaCon last month, Warner Brothers had released the first trailer for the new adaptation, which is set to premiere in North America on Christmas, yada, yada, yada. You know, go ahead. I'm surprised they didn't going to get Cynthia Erivo. I think because of... She's I, in the musical because Harry tells in the controversy behind yeah, it. I think they didn't do it because of that reason. Yeah. Now, they did do a musical for Color Purple. I think it was in the UK a couple years ago. Once they've, two, done a, they've done several Well, I know musicals. that it's a, it's a constant thing, but there was a big one. They, people. Yeah, there was a big one they did a few years ago. So I kind of saw a remake coming. Now I've seen people say that they're kind of going more of the musical route in this one. Yeah. More of the musical, more like the play and not following the movie as much. Yeah. But we know there's gonna be certain things that's still gonna be in the movie. So Well, you saw him putting the ass out. So Well, are they gonna put changed. are they gonna put everything that was in the movie in this movie? Or I'm everything they didn't put in the movie that was in the book. Cause Suge and uh Seely was supposed to be Yeah, yeah. They kind of put it in there. They insinuate yeah. it. Anyway, y'all get the point. It's coming out. A lot of people are against it. Now I want to show. There's this article. Hopefully this shows. 
Oh, Keith Wood said, I want to see the remake of Titanic starring Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> oh, hell no. That's too many words and lines for him. <laughs> Why y'all keep pushing this narrative that Michael B. Jordan can't act? Well, they push a narrative that I can't read, so <laughs> I push a narrative that Michael B. Jordan can't act. Okay. So this right here is an article from 1986. The color purple is blacked out, where a whole bunch of um, leaders were basically against this movie being pushed out and all this stuff. Now, this is another article from 1986. It says, uh, some people say, that, this is from 1986, some people say The Color Purple is only a movie, but many people, many black people disagree. No, it's not just a movie, says Nate Clay in the interview. It is a statement made out of context used as a pretext to make one more lick at society rejects. Mr. Clay is an editor at the Chicago Metro News, a weekly black-owned newspaper. Are there any more black-owned newspapers? Uh, Regina and uh, Eastwood or George. Shout out to George. George has arrived fashionably late. You <laughs> said so what? Uh, do y'all know any uh, black mag- uh, newspapers that are still out and about? Shout out to Brantley Floyd. What up, what up, what up? The Baltimore native. People got you still doing it. Be more. <laughs> So in the living rooms and taverns and radio shows and newspaper columns and community forums in many parts of the country, black men and black women are arguing about the movie's depiction of black men and its possible repercussions. At the film's premiere in Los Angeles, December 18, dozens of picket, pickets uh, marched outside the theater on a chilly Tuesday night in Chicago. Recently, nearly a thousand blacks crammed into the progressive community church for a heated discussion on the film. And Friday night, more than 200 people in New York filled the Fellowship Hall at St. James uh, Presbyterian Church in Harlem for the similar exchange. For a similar exchange, new media, no media vehicle since Roots has caused this kind of dialogue. Observed Chuck Sutton hosted a program on the subject last week. Uh, and it's funny because it's funny to compare this movie to Roots because it was fiction as well. Roots was a story written by a white man who a black man plagiarized and made into a movie and then got sued and lost. Yeah. Roots is not real. There was no Kunta Kinte. <laughs> it doesn't exist. There might have been somebody over there named Kunta Kinte. Hey, okay. And there's, ne- there's more. There might be more people now named Kunta Kinte than before that movie. How many Negroes named their kids Kunta Kinte? There might be more now than <laughs> before that movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, the movie directed by Steven Spielberg and based in a Poster Prize winning novel by uh, Alice Walker tells the story of Cassilli, oh. a black woman. Regina said, uh, "No major ones here in the Pacific Northwest, just local." Okay. The facts. So it says many black women defend the film, saying it accurately reflects their own experience or experience of women they know. Many black men and some black women contend that it leaves a misleading picture of blacks in America and distorts their history. Oprah Winfrey hosts a television show, talk show Chicago, who says Sophia, silly stepdaughter in in law in the movie, said the movie is trying to represent the history of black people in the country any more than the Godfather was trying to represent the history of Italian Americans. In this case, it's one woman's story. Many women say it's also their story. Uh, Thomas, a telephone company employee in Chicago, says she knew many sillies when she grew up in Sunflower County, Mississippi. She, her mother, and her aunts were all beaten and otherwise brutalized by their husbands. Ms. Thompson, the movie said, just lifted a burden. Black women should not be sacrificed for black women's pride. Let the film roll arguments heard before. All right, so what you what you think? So you, I, you know, for the most part, we all against remakes. But after seeing the trailer, I think it's more of a musical, so it's fine with me. But you're okay with this movie being released? Yeah, I ain't gonna go see it. So you're not gonna go see it, but you're okay with it existing. I'm okay with it being out there existing. You don't think this is a far part, more worse things? You don't think that after this movie was released, and maybe possibly some of the 
things, the images being painted in this movie are starting to wear off. And now it's trying to reprogram it again for the next generation. You is think it that's starting possible? to wear off? Maybe. I'm asking the question. Do you think this is part of a reprogramming for the younger generation? Maybe so, but I don't see where it's worn off. It's, they still battling it out on social media. I'm not talking about the gender war thing. I'm talking about oh. imagery. Maybe now you could say that there's a lot more uh, black people with platforms now that those things can't easily survive as easy as it used to. Eastwood said musical or not, it's still anti-black. You agree? I would have to see it to know that it was anti-black. Well, it's so. based off a book that we know is, right? God damn, I don't know if it's just like the book. Wait, it has to be just like it to be a negative? No, dude. It don't have to be just like it to be a negative. All right, so y'all hear it here first. I Chapter feel like I have to watch it for analytical purposes. Thank you, uh, Sassy Shante. <laughs> Brilliantly flawed, goofy ass remixes. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me show, let me show one more thing. I'm gonna show uh, now this person I'm about to show next was what the hell. Uh, Regina said, I didn't realize it's considered a musical. <laughs> Still enough with the remakes. I agree. I, I, I'm so not it's interested. okay to lynch us in a musical. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, is, is, is he lying? Sometimes we use the word lynching a little. When we, a little word wrong, when we, when we, were, when we use uh, lynching wrong. Now, this, this right here was another. I'm not even going to read this Twitter thing. I don't care about the Twitter argument. I'm going to play this video by James Baldwin. A couple of black quote unquote leaders came out against this movie as well. This is James Baldwin and what he had to say about uh, Color Purple. I've never seen The Great Gatsby. Duke has seen The Great Gatsby, but I haven't. Yeah, I have. Remake The Cosby's. (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't that be something? I'm just going to change my name to Sassy at this point. (laughs) Sassy (laughs) Travis. All right, let me just play this uh, this reaction by James Baldwin. Um, The Color Purple is, of course, the most controversial of these books or movies. And the only way I can answer that question is to say that, um, well, the movie I thought was, I thought the movie was awful, really. And in the movie, I felt that if you're going to give me that, that particular man, that black man, then you got to tell me more about him. You know, I quite, you know, I quite see, you know, black men that can do all those things, but then there's going to be something wrong with them. You know, and you'd have to, you'd have to let me know something more than the catalog of these, of this man's brutality. If he were, if he were white, then he would be, you know, uh, Paul Newman were playing that cat. You realize he was very, very sick, and he'd have all your sympathy. You'd hope he'd get well. Let me ask you a question. Do you think, first of all, do you like the idea that every time we do stuff like this, we always compare it to another race and how they would be treated in the same scenario? It's just, it's just natural instinct for black people at this point. Every time there's a comparison, they have to go to white people. And speaking of the character you speak about, Mr., do you think that in that movie, Color Purple, he was allowed, if he was shown to be a full person or just a caricature? I feel like he was just a character in the movie. Mr.? Yeah. He was just Mr. Badman. That's it. Yeah. He really didn't have any depth to his character whatsoever. The closest thing we get to the depth of his character was his, his father. father. 
not we were going to do a we still planning on doing a breakdown of the movie color purple but one of the things i came to understand was a long time <laughs> one of the things i came to think was i remember the, the person who wrote this book and people who had a, a part in this movie alice walker they were i would call intersectional feminists and part of their beliefs is that in america black men are not men black men are not full men in america they were not allowed to be and that all the things they get all the things that black men develop in their community as masculinity or what they call now toxic masculinity comes from caucasian men so you'll notice in the movie color purple that you have mister and you have his father who is very much lighter than him and that's not extreme but his father is much lighter than him and i always thought was mister's father supposed to be a stand-in for a white man and what we put what we were supposed to see at that moment that mister got his brutality from a white man maybe so that's just something i thought but the black image is very very different all you got to do in order to do that is be black well it's um it's an image of black people which is not entirely to be entirely alice walker's fault you know that is the way the republic has seen black people black men since they heard of black men and a lot of these people i'm gonna stop right there a lot of these people that were quote-unquote thought leaders and all this stuff for us in the 60s up until like the 90s most of them moved to speaking of tina turner earlier because she allegedly she said she was not doing the movie color purple exactly she said she wasn't doing it now whatever the reason she said she wasn't doing it that's up for discussion people say some things are lies and truth whatever i don't know but a lot of the people who were around that time left the country and went to europe so during that time the narrative became that only america is racist only america is that racist now we're seeing that it's pretty worldwide it's not the case but they still painted the narrative that it was just america so in, including james baldwin he moved over to europe as well he's one of these people another one of these people that was talking black but you know <laughs> sleeping white. so it is what it is they saying something Oh, Eastwood said, good research. Me and the missus was just talking about Baldwin. Baldwin showed how he put his blackness before his moistness. Um, Regina said, much respect to James Baldwin. Mister was both. That's what Oprah been cooking. Color purple, all these other stories to tell. George James Baldwin loved him some Mandingo. Regina, you respect the <laughs> oddest things. <laughs> all right. Next story. They remade White Man Can't Jump. I don't. It was not necessary. I didn't watch it. I'll be honest. It says White Man Can't Jump. Rapper Jack Harlow flops big in acting debut. Hulu's remake of the beloved 1992 Hoops comedy, co-written by Kenya Bears, substitute guns for flamethrowers and a spicy trash talk for empty barbs. Another tether. Now this is what I'm gonna say. Once again, I asked you this question because I didn't. I don't really know what's the guy's name. The white guy who played in the original. Y'all, y'all know his name. He's now considered. By the way, <laughs> the dude who played the white dude who played in the original and tries to get his name. The, the white guy who played in the original white man can't jump. His father was a damn assassin, like a full assassin. Like, <laughs> so that's just crazy. His name is Harold something. I forgot his name. You got it. That white man can't jump cast. But anyway. So they replaced him with Jack uh, Harlow and they replaced 
Wesley Snipes, who was a known person at that point with the guy. I only know this dude from that show, uh, Power. You got it? Uh, Woody. Woody Harrison. Harrelson? Harrelson. Yeah. Yeah. Woody Harrelson. I only know the black dude from the show Power. I don't know him outside of that. Do you know him? Who, Woody? No. This guy. I don't know him at all. I've never. His name is Sinquia Walls. Sinquia Walls. I don't know how he says his name. Can't spell it. What the fuck? What? Why is she swinging at me? Can't spell it. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. What do you say? Oh. How you doing, honorable? Oh, she spelled it wrong. She spelled it Woody Har- Harrison. Oh, she said it. Oh, okay. It's Woody Harrelson. What is that? Oh, Kenya Barris is on a streak for flops and cancellations he's getting. Honorable Sienna, shout out to Honorable Sienna. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you. <laughs> See, look at you. But yeah, uh, they're going to keep giving him money because he got an agenda he's fulfilling as well. Any movie he's in, he's going to fit either a biracial or interracial couple in it. <laughs> Every movie he do, he's going to get it in there. So, you know, it is what it is. He up there with... Uh... Honorable, you got to go back and see our uh, Tina Turner uh, Why? tribute. Why? <laughs> Look at you. All right. It was wonderful. I mean, it was all right. Eastwood, uh, they slowly replacing FBA classics with tethers, slowly diluting our culture and accomplishments. That's part of it too. But at this point, Hollywood don't care about flops. They have an agenda. They don't care about movies doing not doing well. Hey y'all, that's it. Hang on. No. All right, Beverly Hills Cops. Beverly Hills. Beverly. Hills, Cop 4, Blockcast, and everything else we know. After years of development, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Foley is finally set to re- for release, and here's everything we know about it Oh, so I ain't far. watching this shit. I was just talking about that. That's crazy. Now, there was a time a few, a few years ago when Kevin Hart was at the height of his popularity where there was rumblings that he was going to be uh, in the newer version, remake, remake version of Beverly Hills Cop. It never happened. I got a feeling it's because somebody that was in that movie shut it down <laughs> more than likely but what what do you think first off you don't like eddie murphy being in these movies anyway i got a question for y'all too life or beverly hills cop the movie life or beverly hills cop yes it's life all day i was surprised you saying that proudly and i get it i agree with you there's a lot of people that would say <laughs> beverly hills well, cop white people uh, black people like their white actors what do you mean? What do you got to do with a white actor? I, I never watched any of the Beverly Hills Cop. I didn't watch the franchise, so I wouldn't know. Well, how are you going to say it's better than uh, Eastwood said life. Fuck Kevin Hart and Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Anything past Beverly Hills Cop 2 is shit, <laughs> George. I did like, um, what's the other movie he did? Trading Places. Trading Places, though. Would you pick that over life? I've never seen Traded Places. I t- I swear to God, somehow we grew up in the same household, but I've seen so many more movies than you saw. Nigga, you won't never home, so I don't How know. is it possible that I saw all these movies that you didn't see? That's crazy. Honorable Sienna said life. I guess most people, you know, this is a, most people say life. Oh, because it's a black audience? <laughs> Are they, they fronting too? <laughs> I don't think they fronting. I just said there's a lot of people I noticed that did say 
What no, I did not watch the Boondocks. All right, let me uh move on to the next topic. Brilliantly flawed life is amazing. But what life was a comedy that's actually very, very sad. Like <laughs> they spent all their life in prison for something they didn't. <laughs> like it's a sad ass movie, honestly. It's very sad. The real but if really they have chose different um choices in life, they would have not ended up where they ended up. Brady Murphy was into some scamming shit. But Martin Lawrence just happened to get caught up with Eddie Murphy. That movie was also about be careful who you're around to. But yeah, anyway, Janelle Monet is back from I'm we're not gonna read this article. I'm only gonna say this. <laughs> I've heard Janelle Monet's name in the last week. Go ahead. Me, Eastwood. I did not watch the boondocks. Freddie Spaces was a great case study. Life over Beverly Hills Cop. Sad comedy movie. Very sad comedy movie, which is life. That's why Travis don't know these movies. He is an era <laughs> poster. Era poster. Uh, Boondocks, another great case study. So, Janelle, Janelle, I've seen her name the last week more than I have ever. Because she's been showing off them Ds. Wouldn't that be considered? Is this a form of sex magic we're seeing? It's she's trying to promote pansexuality. That's what she's doing. When she promotes, she announced she was a years ago. She's the pan African spokesperson. Pan what? Pan oh pansexual. <laughs> pan sexual uh spokesperson. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to say uh she's another one of these people in the industry that are have been given a given a certain image, but every once in a while they step out of it and when they have another agenda to push. So it is what it is. That was it here. on Janae? Huh? That was it on Janae? Janae? Yeah. Okay. Now I want to talk about this. And I we wasn't on, I wasn't even gonna comment on this because this seemed like a simple story. A damn bike caused this much uproar. Mother of teen and city bike video speaks out. No one bothered to ask him what happened. So apparently there was this a young man who was you know they rent out bikes and stuff. He was returning his and docking it. She purchased one at the same time. She then said that he was trying to take hers. He denied it. She created a whole situation around it. It went viral. She then got accused of racism. But then her lawyer came out with what she considered a receipt that proved that she purchased it. But then the sister and the mother came out and said, no, this is the real story. And I just thought in my head, this is over a bike. I mean, inflation is high out here. If I pay for this bike, I want it. <laughs> Damn bike! This is crazy. All right, let me uh, let me just do this. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to read this because this is crazy. It's right here. Uh, we lost Janae Monet's class to classless. She drank from the cups. Yeah, she's dressed up in the suits and stuff now. Yeah. Uh, in an exclusive interview on News One, the 17 year old who uh, refused to give up his bike. The bitch bike. on the bike for, for real. For real. Huh? Brandley, Brandley Floyd said, fuck the bitch on that bike. For real. For real. <laughs> uh, give up his bike to Sarah Jane uh, Comrie. Says she'd been rewarded for her antics while he and his family are suffering. 
It says, uh, Mary and Michael are eager to talk to me, but Betty, their mother, is reluctant to let Michael speak with anyone. He's only 17 years old. <laughs> He's my baby, Betty says. He's a senior in high school. He should be planning to attend his prom and looking forward to walking the stage at his graduation in a few weeks. But instead, he and his family are spent the last week and a half living in turmoil. Michael is the teen in the infamous City Bike video with Sarah Jane Comrie, the woman who has been accused of weaponizing whiteness in her tears in an effort to take the bike from the teen in New York City. Betty has seen the video uh, after video. Betty has seen video after video of racist and trolls calling her son a thug and a thief and labeling him as a man when in her words, he's just a boy. It hurts her that people are saying these things, things she uh, knows are not true about him. Betty's upset because uh, she said the narrative has been one sided. And I'm going to play the video of uh, his sister, I believe, speaking on the subject at hand. Hold on, y'all. Um. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me go right here. His sister spoke you on it. White people only use suffering. Uh, all right, here we go. I'm going to play this now. Jumped over this young man standing right here who had his hands on the handlebars. Jumped over him, impales herself on his bike, and scans the QR code to begin the ride. How did all of this happen and how do I know what happened? Because that young man is my little brother. Bike number 5603915 was in my brother's possession from St. Nicholas Avenue, Manhattan Ave, all the way to First Avenue, East 30th Street from the hours of 6.33 p.m. to 7.19 p.m. At 7.19 p.m., they dock the bikes. Sarah Jane Comrie walks up to them, asks, hey guys, can I use one of you guys' bikes? She says this as there are other bikes sitting idle at the bike rack. They politely decline. She asks them again, mentions that she's pregnant, and they still decline. Then with my brother standing next to the bike with his hands on the handlebars, she jumps onto the bike, sits on the bike, and scans the QR code, thus beginning her ride. Mind you, the bike was in my brother's possession at this time. So this screenshot is from six minutes after the previous ride ended as you can see 7 25 p.m previous ride ended 7 19 p.m these gentlemen these boys did not steal this bike from sarah jane comrie she stole the bike from them then proceeded to weaponize her whiteness video started being recorded at 7 24 p.m close to 7 25 um my brother's ride that was in the previous screenshot starts at 725. The initial ride where my brother rid, rode the bike all the way over to the this bike dock ended at 719 p.m. There were a number of bikes at the bike rack already there when she arrived. She still proceeded to try to take the bike from my brother. Help, help, help. Make trying to make it seem like these boys stole this bike from her. The bike is on my brother's account. Mm. Oh, Regina said, is it just me or does most of all, not all these videos seem staged? Like we can agree. They can agree with that. They're trying to get, they're trying to get the black man's energy. No, what I'm, what I get from this is it's always a situation where something so simplistic, a dude in the damn, in a park bird watching, get into an argument with a woman over a dog. True. It's always like, in the summertime. It's always some, oh, we arguing over a damn bike. Like this is not. <laughs> I, I think most people would just be like, all right, you can take the bike. I'm going to get this one, whatever. 
uh, on Rosanna said all of this because that lady wanted to ride the newest bike. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> she wanted the newest one. Uh, the bike incident is vital. This uh, this could have cost the brother their life. All they needed was the NY police or the robotic NY police to come in shooting, trying to save the Mayo packet feelings. That I agree with. What the, the, ramific the ramifications from this could have been. Said we don't care. <laughs> the ramification from this could have been very dire, but the fact that it's all started over a bike is just incredible. But yeah, George me, uh, said they always doing some shit in NYC, like the black man in the park taking pics of the bird, yeah, with the yeah. white woman with the dog, and she claimed he threatened her. It's all staged. She looked fake. <laughs> really right. fly. Happy Asian Heritage Month. <laughs> she exagger yes. exaggerated her mouth too much. We got the stuff on Asians too. Most of the shootings are something simplistic, editing at home, walking home, going to the wrong house, etc. Parents outraged after principal questions whether son's braided hairstyle means he is a gangster. This is a private school. <laughs> no. Hold on, are we getting to the respectability politics again? It's a private school. They have the right to have whatever uh, rules they want to have for the school it's a private school if you don't want to comply by those rules then homeschool your kids or take them to a school that don't have those set of rules simple do you understand that's it's side? simple so you think that a school should dictate a child's we're not even talking about it's some, a private school we're not talking about something extreme we're talking about braids if they don't want that image for their school then that's what they don't want. Go to uh, a, a school that allows to have that type of hairstyles. We talked about this uh, last week with John Morant. Not, uh, well, not with John Morant, but uh, yeah, John Morant, how him having a gun shouldn't be a big deal. But the fact that he's a young black man with dreads listening to hip hop with a gun means it automatically puts him in a certain why category. Why does he have, why did John Morant have a gun just out and about for no reason? Some people, some people are gun enthusiasts. They like guns. No, he was trying to get attention, garner attention and be cool. I didn't say that's not the point. When everybody's trying to do that, then when they get well, on that's YouTube, happened when you're a leader, when you're a follower, not a leader. When you don't, you see people get on social media and shoot their guns at gun ranges in front of a camera, they want attention, don't they? Sha <laughs> Shanti. <laughs> she said, Now we're analyzing braided hair. I cannot. <laughs> I'm just this, this is what this, this is what's going on. He said, Uh, the Thorns, a black family of five who re recently moved to the uh, server, server port to the Stendel area found the principal's questioning troubling braided hair they said is wildly normalized and not a big deal but like travis said i mean it's a private school so probably they get to dictate what they want in their schools tell them to get a mullet <laughs> like all will be fine <laughs> regina said that's corny with all these weird old hair hairdos all children were at school private and public that's what i'm saying it's a child it's their rules so you you well, I, I guess you go to dr umar school Eastwood homeschooling homeschooling yeah so you Doc, that's why Dr. Umar Johnson is out here trying to get these campuses set up for black boys and eventually black girls so that you can wear your hairstyles anytime any well, any you want passed. to support Dr. Umar Johnson there's laws already passed for you to be able to wear your hair the way you want to though isn't that the point what there's laws already passed for you to wear the hairstyle the way you want to All right, let me uh 
Has there been any issues with white hairstyles? Here we go, talking about white people. <laughs> it's a white people school, so they're going to have different rules for them. GL they wear going to start reading your comments again. They, re- they wear braids. Hmm? They wear braids. Okay. So what's the difference? Maybe they don't want cornrows. They wear cornrows. We don't know what they wear there. Everybody wear cornrows. Okay. Listen, dude. It's their school. It's their rules. If they don't want your ass wearing cornrows, then you can't wear cornrows. If you want your kids to wear cornrows, homeschool their ass, put their asses back in pri- uh, public school, or find a private school that's okay with those type of hairstyles. It's simple. Stop fucking bitching about everything. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All right. Let me show this one real quick. Umar is still waiting on the HVAC. <laughs> Hey, he's back. Yeah, he's back. Hey, you got to get the air system right. Uh-huh. Daniel, you know, black people don't like, you know, popping sweat. Mm. Get the shit right. Daniel Penny uh, says he felt no shame after the NYC subway death of Jordan Neely. Uh, in the first interview since placing Jordan Neely on a, f- a fatal chokehold, former U.S. Marine Daniel Penny uh, insisted that in confrontation between the two, but had nothing to raise and that he not a white supremacist. Shout out to Brandon. What up, Brandon? Everybody who's ever met me can tell you I love all people. I love all cultures. Da, 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 da. I was actually planning a road trip through Africa before this happened. You won't. Yeah. Hold on. He to choke not, some more out. He said, he said, I'm not a white supremacist. I love all cultures. I was actually planning to go to Africa before this happened. Just I hope just they're acting erratic over there, too, so I can choke them out, too. <laughs> Uh, Penny, 24, who's white, faces felony charge of second-degree manslaughter for the death of Neely, a 30-year-old. We know, we know, we know. Altercation took place, we know. Uh, however, there has been no reported indication that Neely physically attacked any person. Penny added that Neely's death was tragic and the real blame should be on the system. Remember when black people used to say the system and people would say you're just being using that as a crutch? How is he allowed to use the word the system right here? He's also using the system to protect, to defend himself, but at the same time, he's blaming the system for what he, his actions that he had to carry out. Ain't that, <laughs> ain't that funny? Uh, it's tragic what happened to him. Hopefully, we can change the system that so desperately failed us, he said. But the system failed him too, along with Jordan? Hmm. Did the system what? All right, so he said uh, he said the system failed him and Jordan. How did the system? Oh, because Jordan was homeless. I guess homeless and had mental problems, and he didn't and get help on the street. He had to then go ahead and eliminate the threat. I had to do what I had to do because they didn't do they didn't help. That's him. some bullshit. <laughs> Pity went on to say that he felt no shame when asked if he would do it again. He nodded and said, "I would." If there was a threat and a danger in the present. Now that's also part of his defense. In order to say it was a murder, he has to say that it was self-defense. And I'm not ashamed of it. It's part of his defense. So he has to say this. Remember when um what's the guy's name um in Georgia? The, the guys chasing him down when he was jogging, he was jogging, trying to get into a house or something. The father and son, the father uh, and son vigilante duo. Yeah. I forgot the guy's name they killed. Remember when the lawyer, what she said about him? When she said that he wasn't a jogger, he had dirty feet. Like they have to say things that might be a little bit uh hurtful. How are you not a jogger just because you got dirty feet? Because she said his foot, his feet wasn't um, 
properly taken care of a, a runner will make sure their feet are properly taken care of because they they run and stuff you don't want injuries to happen so if you're somebody with your nails are not done right your feet is all not clean good and all that, that means you're not probably not running that's, that's the argument she was trying to make that's some bs but that's something a lawyer has to say though so him saying this is not a surprise his lawyer told him you got to say this you ain't ashamed you can do it again in order to prove and that you were planning on going to africa <laughs> yeah he told me <laughs> all right uh ex-marine who allegedly killed you and he says he's not racist all right we already talked about that um oh now we gotta talk about this get a little more political Hollywood rapper Ice Cube suggests Black Americans should ditch Democratic Party if nothing changes. Well, thanks for giving us advice we already know we should be doing. Well, if you already know it, they still ain't doing it, though. Didn't he tell them that last time? Did they care to listen? And they still didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> they still didn't do it. We got some people in the comment section that's going to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't think so. They might pull the blade out on you for saying it out loud. Too. <laughs> Shit, if, if, it's, if it's between Orange, President Orange and uh, Dementia Joe, they're going to choose Dementia Joe. <laughs> Renowned rapper and Hollywood actor Ice Cube has made headlines once again, this time for his bold statement urging Black Americans to reconsider their allegiance to the Democratic Party. Ice Cube's real name is O'Shea Jackson, recently appeared on the First Ten podcast with host Kylie uh, Forgard, Forgard or guard or geared i'm sorry i'm not say that and steiny steinberg ice cube advocacy uh ice cube advocacy for change within the black community has not gone unnoticed he has worked to bridge the gap between politicians and grassroots movements among other several projects that have policy proposal documents contract with black america back in 2020 ice cube was criticized for working with then president trump on his plan for black americans he didn't work with trump no he didn't he didn't he already had his plan he said but i wanted to sit down with both parties and Biden them told him we'll talk to you after the election. And didn't. <laughs> Ice Cube tweeted in defense of his partnership with Trump. Every side is the dark side of um for the for us here in America. They're all the same until someone changes for us. They're all lie and they all cheat. But we can't afford not to negotiate with whoever's in power <laughs> or our condition is country never <laughs> change. Our justice is bipartisan. Brilliantly flawed. Who is Ice Cube's rabbi voting for? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them got rabbis. So they, they, it depends. You know. Trump was a little bit more uh, generous to the Jews, wouldn't you say? Very. He support. He gave they, them more. They they were calling him a, a a figure in the scriptures. They were giving Trump a lot of the, the Jews. He were giving Trump a lot of uh, clout. And uh, in in Israel, until the end, they kind of done with him now. After what he said, when he said uh, he told the Jewish people, if if you're Jewish and you vote Democrat, you're a traitor to uh, Jews or something like that. He kind of burned the bridge with a lot of them was saying something like that. But yeah, let me show this video of Q where he expressed his opinion. Like propaganda and stuff like that. What was that like getting flack for that? I mean, I never supported Trump or Biden. I never asked to speak to the Republicans or the Democrats. I created a document called The Contract with Black America. That spelled out a lot after George Floyd was killed. Um, and I, I released the document, and everybody wanted to talk to me. The Republicans asked to talk to me, and the Democrats. I went to talk to both of them about the contract. 
the Republicans asked, could they implement some things from the contract in the, into their proposal? And I said, the document was open for anybody to use in any way they desired. So if they just want to use it as educational purposes, they could. They wanted to add more, you know, paragraphs or more ideas to it, they could. They wanted to use it to change, get a law change, they could. So I didn't mind them using it. I met with the Democrats. The Democrats said, we like 90% of what's in there. And we'll talk to you after the election about it. There's like a stigma amongst like the Afri- African-American community to like Republicans and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on in the African-American community when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like black people have supported Democrats, you know, uh, overwhelmingly for mm-hmm. 50, 60 years. And and nothing has changed. So something's got to change. Let's think about Ice Cube's words there. Uh, I thank the brother for trying to encourage his people to vote better and do better. But uh, for most black people, it's going in one year, not the other year. They're still going to vote Democratic Party. Yeah, I think at this point, it's kind of... He's beating a damn dead horse. <laughs> what that what GFI where he kicking a damn horse? <laughs> you said what? Where he kicked the damn horse. Oh, I think I need to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going to change much either. Uh, Eastwood said, I mean, Q for president. What else do we have to lose? Would you vote for Ice Cube? Brindley Floyd, for the record, I like Cube. Would you vote for Ice Cube? Eastwood, but he needs to be talking to the new black media. Would you vote for Ice Cube? Uh, I don't. Uh, no, I wouldn't vote for Ice Cube. Why not? Don't you agree with his politics? Jay Henderson, I wrote in O'Shea Jackson last election. <laughs> yep, beating a dead horse. So you you vote? No, you, I would not vote for Ice Cube. You agree with his policies, though, don't you? I, or his politics, should I say? Come on, man. I have to read the whole entire thing. Also, for what you know. Yes, for what I know, what I no, I wouldn't vote for him. Why? Because he's in the industry. I would not vote for him. But it has to my politics. Damn, dude. I wouldn't vote for him. Would you vote for him? Maybe. Okay. Then he got a maybe. He got to vote for you. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Let me play. This. I- so this person right here, they said the, the disappointment of this man, somebody Ice Cube. He said the disappointment of this man is borderline traumatizing. You could have not told me in the 90s that this who this who he'd be in 30 years later. Cause he's talking about leaving the democratic party now this is what ice cube said 30 years ago shout out to caesar this guy who put up this clip and i can't stop won't stop so fuck bill and hillary ice cube it ain't no killing me ice cube scarface dropping on sell out ass niggas doing- so it seems like his politics is still the same agreed black people and nc Stupid as fuck when it comes to politics and legislation. <laughs> I can't. Uh, <laughs> What's so bad about black people in North Carolina? All right, let me show. 
I'm gonna let that pass. All of them in the industry, Travis. Ronald Reagan started out as an actor. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> Trump did too. So. Now this right. Fact. Now this is right here. During the recent Ice Cube uh, discussion. Shout out to Kifa. What up? What up? He said, "I live here now. I'm just saying." Well, you definitely dumb down North Carolina now that you moved there, coming from Baltimore. So, the recent Ice Cube discussion, when people ask what has the Democrats done for Black Americans, one of the things they give the Democrats credit for is the Civil Rights Act, because obviously it's a Democratic president. I'm sorry, uh, because um, the Democrats have taken that as their their leading flag towards why Black Americans should trust them. But you can see right here, somebody said, fact check, 1964 Civil Rights Act was bipartisan and more Democrats voted against it <laughs> than Republicans. Hmm. Well, that's not a surprise. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. Democrats have found a way to make themselves out to be the safer choice, not the better choice, or the better choice, but not the right choice. They simply tell you the Republicans are so scary you you want to vote for us because we won't do as much harm to you. When you go back and you look at things from past history, they've you've done, seen that they've done a lot of harm. Exactly. And not a lot of helping. All right. Uh, I'm trying to show this one. All right. 11-year-old Mississippi boy who was shot by responding uh, police officer after calling 911 is released from the hospital. You went through this one? Yes, I did. Tell me what you think. It's pretty sad. All right, give me the what you synopsis of what you got from it. His uh, his mother's daughter's father father was there mm-hmm. acting erratic. Oh, pause. Gaines. Remember there was a girl in um, I forgot what state. It was a woman who got shot by the police. Yeah. In her house with her son, holding her son. Remember that woman? It was something. Karen Gaines. Not Karen for sure Gaines, on the name. something like that, where her and her baby father was in a domestic argument. Somebody called the cops. The cops came, let him go, and shot her. Remember that? And then we found out that the Karen Gaines woman had a bunch of videos where she was speaking out against the police and was suing She's the city. She's a sovereign citizen. Yeah, and she was suing the city for some poisoning that happened. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's kind of reminds so me So anyway, that. she had him call the police and... um, The little boy? The little boy. Mm-hmm. And when the officer got the officer got there, he already had his gun drawn out. Yeah. And he told everybody to come out of the house and he saw the little boy and he just shot him. And I'm glad I read the article because I would have said something that would have would have been fucked up. What I would have said. What would you think when you first heard? No, I'm not gonna say what I said. Well, you know, you know it's not right now. So you can say it now and say that wasn't the wrong option. No, I'm not going to say it. Who was you gonna blame somebody, would you? No, I wasn't gonna blame anybody. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I try to get you to get, get it up. <laughs> so yeah, now the little boy he seems to be uh, fine now. Um, we already went to the story. I already told you the body camera footage has not been released. More told CNN the incident was captured on police body camera video. The attorney said the request for the body camera footage has den- was denied due to an ongoing investigation. What is the point of y'all introducing these body camera? And you don't want to release it until you've edited it up and all that other stuff. And of course, they have them on administrative leave. Yeah. 
He still she wasn't able to um put a restraining order on the baby father because she's at the hospital. So they end up releasing him. She's like, Well, how the fuck can I, you know, do that if he if I'm at the hospital? Yeah. And the police department has not said anything. Didn't even come to the hospital. Well, they're trying to stay away from this as much as possible. They're trying to clear stay away from this as far as possible. It says that more say he told there was also a video of the incident from a nearby gas station. The Indiana Indiana and India Nola Police Department confirmed that the officer involved in shooting is named Greg Capers, but did not provide any additional details on the shooting, telling CNN the police chief was un- unavailable. He was unavailable, apparently. CNN didn't want re- to deal with that smoke. That's why he was unavailable. <laughs> CNN reached out to Capers for comment, but did not immediately hear back. On Monday evening, the, uh, the board of, of aldermen voted to place Capers on paid administrative leave while the shooting was investigated, according to the family attorney. In a weekend statement, the MBI said it is currently assessing uh, the critical indict incident and gathering uh, gathering evidence and will turn over its findings to the state attorney general's office after the investigation is complete. I mean, you shot a kid. She's going to get a, a lawsuit payment. More sure. They're not going to send him to jail, but they'll pay her, yeah. pay her off. And He'll resign. And we've been talking about go this. Go to another police department. Uh, and we're going to talk about that later, how Florida is asking for officers who get into these situations to come down there if they lose their job. So Florida, you know, people, they're trying to paint Florida as the boogeyman state at this point. Uh, Brinley Floss said Mississippi is still in 1985. <laughs> He's still in 1985. Um, but we, we've been talking about this since we've been... Uh, doing these videos and stuff what do you we've been talking about the idea of people accepting the money over what we would consider real justice instead of asking for real justice you'll take the payments before you don't get anything well i'm sure they want real justice in the money i think all of them do but at this point it's they'll almost, settle yeah you have to because you money. don't you're not gonna get justice and you're not gonna get no type of compensation for all the stuff that happened True. So if you want those people that really stand on it, and I, I, we want no money, we only want somebody in jail. You can walk away <laughs> with nothing at that point. All right, let me show. Black Lives Matter is headed. <laughs> they told us to stop talking about Black Lives Matter too. That's funny. And now we got all this <laughs> other stuff that happened with Black Lives Virginia Matter. Virginia said. It would be nice to go. Okay, a two-week camping trip, though. It's been nice being away from the city. Crackheads and crackheads. <laughs> Meth heads, not crackheads. No, some of this, this new crackheads now, too. Black Lives Matter. Is Take the of- money and run. You can't get justice from an unjust system. True. Yeah, that's true. Black Lives Matter is headed for insolvency after plunging $8.5 million into the red, but founder Patrice Cullors' brother was still paid $1.6 million for service, uh, security services in 2022, while sister of board members earned $1.1 million for consulting. I think that was two weeks ago we talked about, was that two weeks ago or last week? We talked about Black Lives Matter and them being in the courtroom over who controls it. It seemed like we've been talking about them every damn week, to be honest with you. We haven't talked about Black Lives Matter until the episode for like months. Okay. But one so thing like we didn't memory. one thing we didn't mention in the episode back then with Black Lives Matter <laughs> is that Black Lives Matter, they're in court over who control it. 
the new controller, I forgot his name of Black Lives Matter because the, the, the three women stepped down. The woman in the video with them when they were sitting in front of the mansion and they were seeing how their boots in the ground, uh, she's the one who they turned on her. Colors in them. So there's, there's like we always we said in that video, we think there's some infighting going on. Over so the it money. Over, it's over the money. Because we see this right here. It's over the money. Now, when I saw this, I thought obviously there was some money laundering going Patrice on. Patrice used to go to jail. Scam. It was all a scam. It was all a scam. Obviously, there was some money laundering going on. And how we know this is that before we even get deeper into this article, it says only 33% of Black Lives Matter's 90 million in donations help charitable foundations. So where the hell was the money going? It, they couldn't buy enough mansions to spend that money. We know they got one and they bought the uh, the mansion in Canada. They got the one in California. We know she got a couple <laughs> properties, but that's not enough to cover for $60 million. True. Now, I have a belief that they were using this money to fund onto the Democratic Party I for the elections. I agree with you. Now, remember, in that 2020, when George Floyd protest was going on, all that money was being given to Black Lives Matter. There was people that were saying that the link to the website was leading you to the Democratic Party donation page. So I believe that it's being funneled. And we all know who started, who really started Black Lives Matter. Tell us who. Tiny Hat, you know. <laughs> we can't even say his name because the three chicks ran off with the bag. <laughs> I don't think they did. I think they were just the face. Not step down. Brandy Floyd, that money went to Ukraine. That too. Some of it at least. Fuck donations, fuck donations, fuck donations. <laughs> Soros must have ended the bag. Yeah, I think they're trying to move on to another train. I think they have a new project they have coming up soon. I think Black Lives Matter, this name been muddied a little too yes, much. Yes, it was. I think it's been I think the name of Black Lives Matter has been sullied so much that they can't use it for anything else. If something else happens with police and a, and some black dude gets killed by a police or something, they can't use Black Lives Matter as the front com- the front to uh, get the money. The money went to the transcripters <laughs> on the Barcian. <laughs> All right, so it says Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, a nonprofit that grew out of the protest movement, is uh, hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging uh, cash, financial records show. The group ran uh, an $8.5 million deficit and saw the value of its investment accounts drop by nearly $10 million with fundraising uh, down 88% year on year. Despite the financial woes, the organization still paid relatives of the founder of the board uh, members hundreds of thousands of dollars for its services. Black Lives Matter uh, Matters National Organization is at risk of going bankrupt after its finances plunged $8.5 million to the red last year. Uh, sorry, hold on. Black Lives Matter was created to prove that black lives will never matter. Black yeah. Lives Matter is like a script club with a Superman cape on, lap dances for justice, money. <laughs> well, remember at the protest, what they were doing, they were going out there twerking and all this other stuff. I don't, how is that protest to go in front of police officers and give them a strip show? It was gay dudes, it was women. It was like, what are y'all doing? They did it all for the, <laughs> for the paper. <laughs> Colors brother, Paul Colors, uh, set up two companies uh, which were paid $1.6 million providing professional security services for Black Lives Matter in 2022. I guess that's why she came out saying she felt threatened and her life was threatened because she wanted to make a reason why they started this security company with her brother. Uh, Paul Colors was also one of the Black Lives Matter's only two paid employees during the year, collecting a $126,000 salary as head of security on top of his consulting fees. He is 
is best known as a graffiti artist with no background in security. Patrice Cullors defended hiring him, saying registered security firms were hired, uh, which hired former police officers who could not be trusted, given the movement's uh, opposition to police brutality. For the previous year, 2021, tax violence. We already know about the taxes and stuff that came out, free beacon and all this stuff. Put that stuff out. Uh, let's jump to this right here. It's something I didn't know. This recently came out. Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors is quietly dumped for Warner Brothers after uh from Warner Brothers after her multi-platform TV deal to create original shows telling black stories produced zero content after 2 years. And that was not hard to do at all to produce that content. <laughs> it was that was an easy job to do. Matter of fact, that was the reason why they said they bought the mansion was to do content. Remember they had they trying to turn the mansion into a content house so all their content creators could go around and go ahead. Honorable Sienna, Black Lives Matter taught us if you don't put a black man in leadership, people will give you a lot of money. Nothing more. Yeah, some real. So, you know, let me get her drink out. That, that was that was, was good. <laughs> that was real. Because <laughs> it's a lot of these black dudes begging for money for the organizations in. But it, but I gotta say that there has to be a little bit of black men's fault too. If you haven't uh, constantly showed yourself to step up and do things in the correct way, people will use that as a reason to not give it to you later on. And also the imagery and all that stuff we talked about earlier. It is what it is. True. But a lot of that money came. That's not like all of it donated a year. But uh, so Patricia announced deal with Warner Brothers in 2020, but it ended in October 2022. A source said the deal unfortunately did not result in any produced shows. Cuz had claimed that she was working on various projects, including two documentaries. Black Lives Matter co-founder, we just read that. Uh, the deal, unfortunately, uh, Colors claimed in January 2022 that she was working on a documentary about how reparations <laughs> Were similar to the idea of land back where Native <laughs> Americans got back their land and other about black social mobility. What? He's with 16 minutes, 16 minutes of counting. <laughs> oh, he done. He, he, he did count from the time he started. <laughs> he <laughs> black Lives Matter. <laughs> well, we almost done now. Um, I, I want to show this last clip since, you know, we're going to move forward with this. We're going to show this last clip here. Uh, hold on, y'all. Somebody was speaking on. He had an interview with uh, on Roland Martin with the co-founder of Patrice Colors. I can't remember. I'm be honest. I can't remember if this interview was recent or if this was a couple last year. What? Let's click on it. Yeah, you did. You did smash. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, sorry. All right. Uh, let me just show this. But he, um, he's a content creator as well. Torn Walker. He said, for my appearance last night, so this is recent. This is uh, May 24th. Uh, on Roland Martin's questioning Melania Abdullah. This is the woman who's now trying to run Black Lives Matter, who said that she was cut out by Patrice Cullors and that other guy. I can't remember his name. The Money Man. Uh, <laughs> this is the interview he did. Deep into this now. Um, ever since Ferguson started, um, there were brothers like Darren Seals and people who were on the ground who would call out some of these things and he got silenced. There were people who were close to the people who were connected to the ground who talked about these issues and he either got silenced or they either got marginalized or pushed completely out the way. Nobody said anything. 
And all of a sudden, after people in other cities have said this, this said, have said they had these conversations as well, again, nobody said anything. Nobody had anything to say until all of a sudden the story came out about $90 million and nobody said anything about, and people saw houses and mansions getting built. So my question is, what's happening now to make people so upset about the leadership that people weren't listening to nine years ago? And why is what, what's happening today? Sure. So we're actually um, uh, stepping into 10 years. Black Lives Matter was birthed July 13th, 2013, which is the day that George Zimmerman was acquitted in the murder of Dray Trayvon Martin. Um, so we've been doing this work. Um, people like me, who've been on the ground since day one, who were people who were in Ferguson, who were people who were in, um, you know. In Ferguson. It's funny <laughs> she said it was in Ferguson because that's where uh, the old buddy called them um, plants, how they don't deserve to be respected. And he ended up dead in a car, burnt on fire. So it is what it is. Let's, let's move forward since <laughs> these people, these mugs in the comments trying to revolt against, <laughs> throwing a coup against us. All right. Lord mercy. All right, let's, uh, let me just do this right quick. So now we're going to talk about another scam before we get to the, the nitty gritty that y'all want to get to. Diagnosed with painful nerve condition sean king asked for help paying for medical medical procedures let me say this why can't his wife uh family members give him money <laughs> i know he got some uh some money in the bank somewhere <laughs> let me say this out of all the people to ask for money from his the public, white ass how can you have how do you still have the gall to ask when you have the name that you have people be you have been called a scammer for the last three four years how dare you think you can just come out and say, can I get some money that I might be scamming you for, for a medical procedure? I, hey, you gotta, you gotta be, the dude is brave with it, man. Let me show you some of the stuff he said. <laughs> Journalist and social activist Sean King <laughs> said in, <laughs> in a new social media post that he's been diagnosed Look, with a... Did the medical condition come from powder? has <laughs> been diagnosed with a painful nerve condition that's left him unable to do some of the most basic actions without experiencing excruciating agony because he said his insurance won't cover the recommended treatment the 43 year old reaches out to his more than 3 million followers on social media in an appeal to help him pay for the medical procedures now he's how much money has he raised the last couple of years I have no clue and we know the money didn't go to where he said it was going whether it be the, the merch and all the other stuff he was supposed to been doing so what the hell you do with the money King said in an Instagram post that he is suffering from a condition called, I'm not even going to try to say it, which he called the worst pain I've ever experienced in my adult life. He said it was a result of lingering spinal injury. He said he sustained more than two decades ago. The old scams don't work. So Black Lives no Matter gone. Sean King image is tarnished forever. What's the other guy's name? The one who used to wear the blue <laughs> the blue vest. The uh, Plants of the Eight character? Yeah, they, they try to say, he tried to say that they were copying him in Planet of the Apes. What's the damn character name? Oh, he's not a character. <laughs> they gonna they gonna tell you who it is. <laughs> the, the the blue the blue uh vest guy. All of them have been pre pretty much burned down and names destroyed. You got it. I forgot his name. He was on BT. He was all over the TV. They would invite him to all these uh functions and stuff. Now they throw him to the wall. Don't know what's huh? D Ray. Yeah, D Ray. That's his name. We got one more scammer. We got one more scammer. We're gonna talk about Keep which is Griffer. That too. Shaquille O'Neal served papers for FTX lawsuit. Somebody poked that booty. 
Shaquille O'Neal served papers for FTX lawsuit on the job after months of evasion. So remember FTX? Go ahead. Uh, Arnold Bassiano, according to the little chart he released, he rerouted all the money to POC organizations. He better get them for the money. <laughs> yeah, you better go to them. People then. of color. Yeah, you better go get that money back from them then. How the lower spine hurts. <laughs> <laughs> He just created some shit, ain't he? He just said some shit. He tried to sound like he knew what he was talking about. But remember the guy who started the bank, FTX Bank, which is uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, the guy who took people for billions of dollars, and now he's trying to get away with it, saying that you know he was sabotaged because of anti-Semitism. When Shaq was one of the people that was uh, an investor in that bank, in cryptocurrency bank, and he's one of the people that were the face, were the branding faces of it. So the same people that are suing him, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTS Bank employees and all that stuff, they're suing Shaquille O'Neal as well. So that, what's that called? What's those? Um, remember those? Uh, those online? Those uh, what do they call it? Uh, the tokens they were selling, where it was just pictures basically. Yeah, cryptocurrency and your N- uh, NT. What do they call it? NFTs. The, that cryptocurrency NFT stuff that they was pushing. All this came crashing down on them now. All that grifting and and scamming. Let's move on to another scam group. Non-fundable token. Yeah, yeah, non-fungible tokens and FTX. Well, FT NFTs. I'm sorry. Uh, Buckingham Palace rejects calls to return remains of stolen prints to Ethiopia. In, uh, was it Ethiopians that constantly brag about not ever being colon having to deal with colonialism? Oh, what up? What up? What, what country was it that constantly brag about not having to deal with colonialism? Isn't it the Ethiopians? Or Eritrea, one of them. One of them. So you saw this one, didn't you? Yes. We, we, sorry, we read that yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, this young prince in Ethiopia, after his father was, uh, uh, was defeated, they took him to England, where he lived for an extra 10 years. I think he died at the age of 18. He was kidnapped and taken away. His father's uh, imperial uh, palace was looted, and all Ethiopia had been asking is, "Can we get the remains back of the young prince?" And then they said, "If you want to come and get it." <laughs> no, they ain't what they said. Pretty much, that's what they said. Well, kinda. Well, what they said was that they can't because where he's buried, it would it would disturb the other grave sites. Somalia, Somalia. That's the ones who constantly brag about not being colonized. Yeah, Somalia. But this is Ethiopia. They said too, or were they? They didn't have to deal with the. Um, with the Italians, Ethiopia did. Yeah, they deal. They they dealt with the uh, Italy. Yeah, the Italians. Italy, Italians. Oh yeah. So uh, they want his remains back, and they won't give it to him because they said it would disturb the grave sites of the people buried around him. He's he's buried in a royal square, I guess you would say. Other royals were buried there. Now, South Africa want their diamond back. They won't give it to him. They told him they want to come and get it. Nigeria want its artifacts back. They won't give it to him. Ghana. I'm surprised they haven't scammed their way into getting it, though. <laughs> getting it they can't get it because African Americans, like, no. Are you talking about, no, I'm talking about other artifacts. They want. Oh, the other artifacts, okay. Uh, You got uh Ghana. They won't give them theirs either. And there's another country, I think Rwanda or one of those. There's a prince, princess remains they want back. At some point, how does Europe, really the West, we'll say the West, how do they continue to paint themselves as these benevolent people who are sorry for their past trans- transgressions? So now we're going to help 
Africa and all these other countries, but we're not going to give you back what we took. Doesn't that kind of prove you can ask for what's yours? True. You kind of got to go take it. <laughs> like That's the type of people they are. That's, that's what I'm talking about. As much as they play this bullshit game in the public, they still won't give you what's yours. They like war. They're warlike people. All right, let's move on. Congressional candidate demands the government pay $2.8 million to black Americans in reparations. The job of reconstruction was never finished. And this is Marcel Dixon, Greg Marcel Dixon, a congressional candidate in South Carolina's 6th Congressional District, is calling for President Joe Biden to issue reparations in the form of $2.8 million in cash bonds to qualify black Americans. Hold on. Didn't ain't a brilliant one that say he get tired of us talking about reparations? Yeah. And really. now he in there calling for us to talk about reparations, ain't he? No, he was trying to be funny. He's being sarcastic. Oh, he said the next topic gonna be reparations. Oh, Eastwood don't fuck with Black Lives Matter. He said, "Nigga, my net, my topic up next, reparations." <laughs> okay, okay, my bad. <laughs> All right, uh, and cash bonds to qualify Black Americans and ancestries that trace back to people who were held in slavery up into the Civil War. <laughs> wait, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Dude looks <laughs> well. He he is a uh, he's gay. Yeah. Nah, man. We get tired of that black. Hold on, Eastwood. We haven't talked about Black Lives Matter before we last week in like months. We, we I think it's the third week in a row we talked about it. No, no. It but ain't. I ain't mad at you. No, I'm saying before we talked about it, then it have been months. Look at our uh, Travis pants. <laughs> Sassy on your head. See, I ain't calling you sassy no more. I'm gonna start calling you Shashan. Shashay. I'm gonna start calling you Shashay now. I ain't calling you sassy no more. The country owes reparations to black Americans. If this country has done uh, to you what it had done to black Americans, I will be right there fighting for you to get what you are owed as well. He told Fox News in the interview published on Wednesday, May 23rd. Dixon believes that the federal reparations in the form of 2.8 million in cash bonds are allowed to Americans. Are owed to Americans who identify as black and can trace their ancestry to people enslaved in the U.S. before the Civil War. What? Uh, all these politicians should give up their salary. <laughs> well, that's what was supposed to happen if they didn't if they didn't do the uh, debt set the debt ceiling raise. They were gonna lose their own paychecks. <laughs> so they made sure they got it. They made sure they get it done when it's time for them to lose their money. Dixon, who was running for a long shot primary challenger uh, in South Carolina to unseat longtime incumbent U.S. Representative James Clyburn is an advocating for reparations mainly because of his family's slave uh, history. Growing up, Dixon was raised in the home of his great-grandmother, Justine Brown, who was raised by formerly enslaved ancestors, according to the campaign and shared on Twitter. Dixon claimed his great-grandmother's grandfather was born enslaved uh, in South Carolina in 1838 and died in 1930. So he's still out here rooting, pushing reparations. <laughs> um, Marcel, Look at that. Wait, wait, 107, 106, 105, 101, 199. That's not true. <laughs> I just know what did we? Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't think we did. Not the stats. <laughs> he brought out. He brought out the damn receipts on me. Then he just is trying to expose me in the chat. I don't believe we talked about Black Lives Matter in episode 100, 101, 102, and all that stuff. Do you remember? Hmm? Do you remember? I I can't recount those no, can't episodes recount. total, but I know it's been a couple times. Of course, we talked about it sometimes. I mean, damn. The Senate of Slaves hits Biden's lack, uh, lack of action on reparations. All we get is fresh fry, fish fries and feel-good dances. 
So this is him again when he went into it uh, even more. This is the video. I'm going to play a little bit of it. No, no, I can't. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Hold on. No, not, not on Fox. Nope. Uh, I'm going to play this right quick. Hold on. Let me stop sharing. Let me let this load. Now, this right here was a Pan-African organization that was speaking on reparations, and they obviously are against it being a um, lineage base. So I'm going to let y'all hear what, she had to, what they had to say. The lineage uh, advocates, whom I call La, I could call it another, but anyway, sound eerily like the slave catchers during enslavement who roamed the back roads of the South and stopped enslaved people from reaching their destinations unless they could produce papers written by their enslavers proving that their travel was legitimate. They also echo the infamous past laws that were part of South Africa's way of controlling how Black folk move from one neighborhood to another. Thirdly, not only are the lynch folk advocating white legal documentation to make our people eligible for reparations, but they are also pathologically anti-Pan-African. So you hear what you had to say? Hold on. All right, let me play the second one, hold on. It's a debt owed for the free labor. As long as you can trace your lineage to the 1870 census, you're entitled to the claim. Why should other people be included on a claim they're not entitled to? It's like filling an insurance claim for an accident and your cousin trying to get in on the claim and he wasn't in the car. So again, why should people be included that weren't here? I, I don't want to even respond to that because I think, I'm, you know, with all due respect, it's an uninformed question. Uh, it, it's a question that, you know, just, you know, I, you know, you could spend one hour on that, you know, question that is uninformed. So I'll let somebody else do that. So he didn't want to answer the question because he didn't have an answer. <laughs> he didn't have a good answer for it, so he didn't want to touch it. And the guy who asked the question, I got his page up here too. He's the one who asked the question. Hold on, let me... Uh... So Pat Queen Mother Moore, the you know the mother of the movement, the modern reparations movement. No, they're not trying to attack her. They're trying to take her away from what her philosophies were all, all about, and they're trying to pigeonhole it into something else to justify what they're doing and saying. That's what it is. So they're using her actual words. That's the problem. But anyway, they're against it. As always, they're against the lineage-based situation. What do you think of the constant <laughs> arguments over who it should get based on lineage? There's no doubt about it. All right, hold on. The constant arguments over who should get it when it should be obvious at this point. Like, why are we still having this conversation? Now, he he's the one who asked the question. I'm not going to show it. He got a whole long thread where he goes through and 
asked them questions about why they're against the lineage base and why they want to include everyone, and they never really gave them a good answer. Brilliantly flawed. With all these biracial babies, how do you go about fighting who gets what in regards to reparations? Well, they already gave they get they gave their version of a blueprint where you got the mark down one black. drop of blood. Yeah. Right. Well, no, you have to have a honorable saying too many uh too many people with dual identity speaking on reparations, mixed ethnicity, biracial, hotels, exile, Indian. <laughs> too many <laughs> too many shaking my head, exile Indian. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of and then you got people that want different names. It's just it's a lot of confusion going Brandon on. Brandon Weak has excuses for a black man. Yeah. Uh you sure it is the point. Forever. Okay, right, I'm gonna play this right here, and what the, what this Caucasian woman had to say about uh, slavery. This is in 2023. This is what she believes. This is forever, obviously. The country is more divided now than it was when Martin Luther King marched when I was a kid. The Civil War was something that no one could do anything about because the whites, quote unquote, whites from the South are not the only ones that had slaves. Slaves are all over the world. Slaves still exist today. Do you think there's a direct effect from slavery to how Black Americans are able to live today? No, I don't. They have a chance to learn. They live in the best country in the world. If they open their eyes and listen, instead of just focusing on their little area that and people that they hang out with, they would learn a lot. But from what you said, it sounds like you were born before the civil rights movement. Oh, yeah. So Black people couldn't buy houses in your lifetime when you were maybe a I'm baby. I'm well aware of that. You were five. So you don't think there's any downstream effect? I felt depressed at that time. Yeah. But that's what Martin was trying to correct. Right now, I see so many people living off the government handout. I'm pretty sure welfare use per capita is higher in red states than blue there's, states. Yes, but there's so many people living off of the government handouts. And that is not that much farther away from slavery. When they were a slave. They were given housing, food, clothing, medical care. They asked the people asked them to work. Yes, there were land or landowners that were violent and and mean to some of them, but there were others that were humanistic. Forever, <laughs> forever. You'll never get away. Why should you? You're not. She's not going to have any sympathy for you. And, and this is her kingdom. She should born enemies. Should never think that they're going to ever view themselves as the villain. Obviously. Now let me go to the full screen again. They would hate us for us to exclude them for from our lives. It's hilarious. All right. Let me. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me close some of these down. She probably a retired educator too, no doubt about it. Would not be surprised if she was a teacher. Would not be surprised. All right. Run inward, run. McCurtain County cop charged for pointing gun. While state officials continue to prioritize attacking diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, initiatives, racist law enforcement officials in McCurtain County continue to raise cause racial uh, terrorism. So let me just get into this. An officer of the, you saw this right here, didn't you? With a cop, he was uh, had a guy pulled over, and he told him to run. Yeah. Nigga, run. I read some of it. What do you think of what you read? You shouldn't have used the term run, nigga, run. <laughs> well, should he? He was pulled over for something. That doesn't give him the I'm, right to say those <laughs> words to him. I'm not saying you're supposed to say that. I'm saying 
at this point, if you have an interaction with a police officer, shouldn't you expect it to go negative? Depending on where you're at. You said an officer in how Hallworth Police Department in McCur McCurtain County, Oklahoma, was arrested on charge with a felony for pointing a firearm at a black man demanding he run, nigga, run. Neil Pollard faces one count of felonious pointing a firearm uh, after being arrested by the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation on May 17th. Court documents show first reported by the McCurkin uh, News incident occurred on April 24th. While off-duty, Pollard reportedly um, aimed his gun at a black Alfred Meadows employee in McCurkin County and demanded he run for his life. Run, nigga, run. You better run, boy, Pollard uh, allegedly said. The town of uh, Oklahoma is on the southeastern edge of the state, yada, yada, yada. Uh, hold on, hold on. News of the incident comes just after a month after McCurkin County officials faced calls to resign after a secret recording of McCurkin uh, reporters was made public. The recording depicted the sheriff, a deputy, and county commissioner, and a jail trust administrator discussing wanting to kill a McCurkin journalist and their desire to lynch black people. Like, this is who your police officers are. So, you remember that Tennessee guy said he wanted to get reparations on that? Can we get reparations on that agenda? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You remember that? <laughs> yeah. There was another guy who said he wanted to bring lynching back as far as hangings. Yeah. So these are your police officers. These are people that's getting now. Are you do you believe that it's possible the way you fix this is by introducing black people to go into the police force? Oh, so they can get a Megan? So they can get a white so they can get a Megan. <laughs> I mean you gotta deal with this type of stuff if you don't put them in there. Is what it is. Africa is getting. Sorry, hold on. Africa is getting renewed attention from Washington, and some African states are courting African Americans. <laughs> Try to get pissed. They're trying to court African Americans. I'm not pissed. <laughs> if Black Americans want to go to Africa, right, let me show you. That's got their it. choice. Let's see what they're saying. Recent allegations by U.S. Ambassador of South Africa that the African nation gave ammunition and weapons to Russia in December 2022 and Russia's war on Ukraine illustrate the complexity of U.S.-African relations. Even a South African investigator, even uh, as South Africa investigates those claims, uh, the Biden administration is trying to strengthen ties with the African Union, a continental member organization, and 49 of Africa's 54 countries, including South Africa, on geopolitical and commercial issues. The only African country the U.S. is not courting are uh, four that were suspended from the African Union and Eritrea, a country which the United States doesn't have a formal relationship. The U.S. making his grand is uh, this grand African play as it competes with China to influence the continent's future. And while this particular U.S.-China contest is relatively new, U.S. involvement in Africa is not. Uh, they talk about decolonization, renewed U.S. interest in the 21st century. The U.S. began to turn its attention to back to Africa as a way of pushing its strategic interest in strengthening commercial and diplomatic ties with African countries. That's why you see all these Black American celebrities headed to Ghana, in particular Nigeria. Uh, Ludacris, I've seen him over there. Chance the Rapper, a couple others there constantly in Africa. There's a new rapper named uh, Simba. Huh? Meek Mills. Yeah, Simba. He went over there. The rapper. So a lot of rappers and artists are going to uh, certain countries in Africa, particularly Ghana, probably the most popular one. West Africa. Well, yeah, you say West Africa, but they're also trying to, they're getting invited there. So we said, is it possible that both America and Africa are using this as influence to build 
So you got African countries that want to become a destination for tourists, and you got America who wants influence, more influence than China would gain. So who's the middle person in all this that's being used as the as the pawn? Black Americans. <laughs> Black Americans. Oh, yeah. So let me just jump to this next one. All right, this next one. I, I, I don't know if this is two separate stories or if it's all the, the same one. But it said Jamaican business owner blasted for saying Black American travelers are nothing but a problem. A Jamaican business owner who rents out private uh, cottages to, uh, for stay is facing backlash for proudly disinviting Black American travelers to her property because of all the problems they bring. A TikTok user by the name of the Barefoot Island Lady wants to promote a community of private uh, cottages available for, to rent or stay during the visit. The 41-year-old Jamaican uh, for her husband, I'm sorry, caring for her business name, Rustic Mountain Living, throwing events for her guests and even performing comedy skits. Now I'm going to play the video. Hold on. I'm going to play the video that she uh, put on TikTok. It got some people a little angry. Um, hold on, y'all. Okay. All right, here we go. Now, I haven't watched this. So it's going to be Many initial people reaction. Stay here. Our white people stay here. Our Spanish people stay here. And our Black Americans stay here. I'm not saying not all Black Americans are bad, but the ones that came to my place have been nothing but problem. Only two good ones came here, all of them. <laughs> Fight late at night, not with me, with each other. They're disrespectful, they're entitled, they're un unappreciative. And it is that way because America has spoiled them and give them so much free shit. Where they think they could come to Jamaica and get the free, same free shit out here and be nasty about it. I'm not saying all of you are like that. But because of that, I, I'm not risking my... I agree with Regina. She's trying to exploit the black Americans to drum on more business for that shack. Nothing to do, <laughs> nothing to see here. That's exactly what our bum ass is trying to do. Oh, Raggedy ass shack. You better be glad we came there, nigga. We, we really don't even fucking go to Jamaica. Which is funny because black Americans account for a lot of the tourism in, in Caribbean exactly. countries. We account for a lot, a big chunk. We could definitely go somewhere else since we so fucking spoiled. Now, I was seeing this and I thought is it possible the standard no, are we spoiled or are you jealous? No, I'm saying the standard is different. The expectations for customer service and stuff may just be different in America than it is in another country. And we're going to tell you about the shit. <laughs> my health and my happiness for people, no short-term stay. No short-term stay. It's not going to happen here. I'd rather eat salt and banana and let goats and cows live into my houses than I have people come here and stress me. I would not hate my business because of customers. A lot of business people are miserable because of some kind of customer. Not this place. I don't want my place. is drama free. So that was the first video. And then she had a response. Hey, and I'm getting so much bad comments about this video. Also, you guys want to attack me. I get it. Some people message me. I need to apologize. I get it. So here I am. I'm not sorry. <laughs> then she playing... Then she playing black American music in the background, taunting. <laughs> Not sorry. I could post that video one more hundred times. I will post it. You can't bully somebody into what you want them to say. You can't bully somebody. It's freedom of speech. I could say how I feel. I'm entitled to my Go speech. suck your mother. <laughs> Go suck your mother. <laughs> I post that video. Look, 
I heard she didn't have washcloths in the bathroom. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> of course I do. Because the ones that I love, she don't have my video. You're the one I don't want here. I post that video to weed out the bad seeds. So you watch that video. And when you come in, Danny, that come in here, thank you. I don't want you here. The people that are offended by my video, thank you for don't want to come here. My peace is more important than your freaking opinion, okay? Have peace. Peace and quiet. I don't need your money that much. I need to stress myself out. Because I don't need your money that much, so you do need. <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened. Uh, what you think? You think this is just another marketing campaign? It's a marketing campaign to for to get more attraction to her raggedy ass shack. <laughs> right. That's what it's for, and now, we're not falling for the bait. Now, another thing that happened with this situation is you know, niggas started investigating to see who she is, and uh, a white woman exposed her. A white woman exposed her in some of the things she said. So this white girl right here has DMs back and forth with her or text messages back and forth okay. with her that she put up. As you can see here, she says, uh, racist, LOL, you can't offend me. You can say whatever you feel around me. This is her, the Jamaican woman, speaking to the white woman. The white woman says, well, all I have to say is I love dark skin. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. So don't bring, so don't bring sand to the beach. Come get yourself a black boyfriend. Just don't uh, rugu rugu down my bed. Then she said, "Oh, I will. Haha, <laughs> that's da 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 here, but they suck because they are black American blacks. Just a little wham bam wouldn't hurt. Oh my God, yes, American black sucks." And then she says, <laughs> "Hold on." <laughs> now her and the white woman went back and forth over something that shouldn't have been probably that important, but this right here, she said, uh, "Oh my God, yes, American black sucks really bad too." I am a child of two white guys. Since I can remember, they are sweet or just boring. And she said it's very true. So basically, <laughs> a white woman exposed her as a coon. Now, I'm going to say this. I think she said that because she was talking to a white woman. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh, shout out to KD. What up, what up? She, <laughs> that cottage reminds me of Martin episode when Martin and Pam battle that big rat that ain't no damn <laughs> puppy that ain't no damn puppy <laughs> yeah so i think she was saying that because she was talking to a white woman now those those messages kind of make her look kind of bad so she said uh what you think about those messages it, it it always exposes them for what their preference is you said it's really her preference or did she said that because she was talking to a white woman that's her preference <laughs> What make you think well she is making no offense chilligan island <laughs> <laughs> she like laying with people with bad dna <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to the next thing uh oh man i'm oh, sorry hold on because apparently this is still a thing speaking of immigrants Chicago plan to house immigrants in school draws hundreds of for heated with Tom Hall. We've been talking about this. Now, we've been talking about this for at least three weeks. The Chicago situation where they want to put immigrants into the local school. They want to put immigrants in the local school and the locals are against it. We've been talking about this for at least a month. True. In Chicago. So now video has came out. I'm going to show these uh, clips that they got right here. Hold on. Let me go back right quick. I want to make sure you can hear. 
what they're saying. All right. Robin Cheryl, the meeting drawing hundreds of residents who are required to show ID to prove they live nearby. Dozens of neighbors signed up to speak and they did not hold back. On the northwest side, standing room only and emotions running high. We love people, but this is an absolute slap in the face to those who come here legally. Opposition and support for the city's latest plan for migrants. This is another chapter in Chicago's long history of immigration, whether it was the Italians, the Poles, whether, whether it Stop it, folks. Stop it. This meeting at Wilbur Wright College in Dunning comes as the city plans to use the school as a summer respite center starting as early as this weekend to alleviate the crush of migrants overrunning police stations. Why don't we put them in Lincoln Park? Why don't we put them on the North Shore? Where they, 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 they say, hey, let's help out. Let's help out. We have space and we are a community college. We always talk about putting the community in community college. So now these are the... <laughs> These are the white people that's um, going back and forth about it. Now I'm about to show the Negroes who are speaking against this. Before we get to the Negroes, hold on, let me go back to this. I'm going to show that this is something that's going on around the country um, where a lot of black people are starting to get into the immigration debate more heavily. All right. Atlanta is a part of it now. Atlanta gets seven million for a migrant Eastwood surge. City. Huh? This Eastwood. <laughs> the city of Atlanta has secured seven million that the mayor says will uh, use to offset the financial impact of migrants trying to relocate here. Oh, Eastwood, you letting this go on in your city? <laughs> so the seven million they got that's that's in uh in uh, Atlanta. Now New York faces restraining order from town refusing to accept buses. Of migrants, utter lack of leadership. Small towns, suburbs push back on Mayor Eric Adams as buses of migrants arrive. So the, they, <laughs> Texas is busing the migrants to New York, and then Mayor Eric Adams is busing them somewhere else. And that place is trying to get restraining order to stop them from doing that. They're trying to get a restraining order to stop them from busing them. Yeah. Let me see. It says, uh, as the migrant crisis continues to affect New York City, Mayor Edgar Adams is now planning uh, to move migrants into the suburbs of upstate New York. One local official joined Fox and Friends Tuesday to discuss his outrage with the decision and detailed the town of Salinas' uh, plan to file a restraining order to prevent migrants from being bused to hotels there. Now, Mayor Eric Adams was saying how they accept migrants. Then in a couple of days, he flipped <laughs> it and won them out. I <laughs> said they're affecting the economy. <laughs> now he's trying to send them to another place and they're trying to put a restraining order against them. <laughs> These people just all over the place. Oh, God. Let's think about this flip flop. Do you see it coming? Ooh. Ain't he supposed to be more of a, what do you call it? A, 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 Mayor Adams? Yeah. He's law and order. Ain't he supposed to be a moderate Democrat? If he's law and order, then he's a moderate Democrat. Well, they don't like it. Another thing that's going on when it comes to the immigration situation is the Asians. One thing I didn't know, I didn't know that Asians were using the Mexican-Texas border to get into the country. Everybody follows the drinking gore. <laughs> I didn't know they were using that. I thought that wasn't... I thought the Cubans and all them, the Haitians were doing that. Without visas, taking irregular overland routes across Latin America. Like, Over the... Latin America is the Underground Railroad. Yeah. 
Because they see America as it's the, the, it's the promised land. It's funny because I saw someone made a, made a joke. They said the buses from Texas to New York <laughs> is the underground bus railroad. <laughs> they bus in the course them of three weeks. Freedom. Reuters witnessed hundreds of Chinese nationals along an isolated border stretch in southeastern Texas. Reuters interviewed more than two dozen of them. All of those interviewed said they got the idea to take the land route on social media and drew on influencers, private groups, and comments to plan their trips. The people here, the police here, I, I think they are very calm. That's the, uh, that's the America that you might have. A growing number of Chinese. So what's the, now, some people said you can call these. This this ain't normal for Chinese. They normally just fly in. So is it possible these are some sleepers? They're trying to get into the country. I mean, we know what's That's going what on. I'm saying. We know what's going on with Biden and all the other stuff. I mean, <laughs> we are, They don't have to sneak into the country. They can come here. They can just come into the country. So why are they trying to sneak in? I wonder. You gotta be careful. Speaking of China, China will have access to Ghana's mineral revenue, electricity sales, and default of four loans. The International Monetary Fund has revealed details about how Ghana's four uh, collateralized loans for China has been exposed the country to the possibility of losing parts of its mineral uh, resources revenue in addition to electricity sales in the future. For Ghana, Chinese loans has been reliable fund source funding source for major projects since the early 2000s <laughs> and two decades Accra has racked up close to 5 billion from at least 41 Chinese loans Kifa they need to close the damn border <laughs> uh, build a wall <laughs> people aiding them online need to be arrested oh yeah I forgot that part they said how the Asian people are getting help from online organizations that are telling them the, the path to take uh, meet, meeting spots and all the other stuff so they're being helped by people to get into the country, where to go, how to meet, where to meet there, and all that other stuff. So if they're doing it with the Chinese, I mean, they're doing it with all of them, whether it be the Mexicans, the Cubans, the Haitians, the Guatemalans, hell, the Africans are using that as well. And that's like a weird path to take, seeing how you have to go across the water to South America, then up through Central America. That's like a longer road. Same thing what happened with the Haitians, how they went through Central America rather than Florida. Oh, rode up on a boat? <laughs> Uh, so China, so China might be getting ready to uh, get, get their uh, payback from Ghana. After several years of nearly unbridled borrowing, Ghana is now uh, debt-strapped and wading through its worst economic crisis in a generation, with the current external debt portfolio exceeding thirty billion. Why is it when anybody tell them, "Hey, you guys are going, you guys are in severe debt to China," at some point they can ask you to pay them? Something bad can happen. Why they keep when you say something like that, they they say you being pessimistic or that they're not America. China isn't America. They're not like Americans. Like they might be worse. They worse as far as what they plan to do. I mean, you're giving them ports, airports, all type of shit. But anyway, all that money gonna made from the year return. These loan issues is shameful. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All those, uh, all that tourist work and all that tourist money they got. All right, let me show. Hold on, y'all. Let me let me show this one. Now, there was a clip that was played. I want you to tell. Yeah. Me, what do you think of this uh, verse or this 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 line in this song? You hear me? Tell me what you think about this line in this song. Yeah. 
Rock Smith and Wesson. Hit that block to let them know that's just a demonstration. And my glass on pick and choose is even killing nations. Yeah, yeah, that's that fried rice. Whoever did, what's the name? Should have fried nice. Now, in his rap song, he talked about killing his own people a lot. Him saying that his gun has no preference, it'll even do it to another race. Why is that demonized? Listen, you got to be careful about what you rap about nowadays. There's no such thing as freedom of speech anymore. They are a protected class now. <laughs> They're a protected people. <laughs> I'm just saying. Keep their name out your mouth. But... He's going to get some backlash for that, probably. Yes, he's going to get backlash for that. But he's not saying he's going after Asians. He said he... So thank you for putting another... <laughs> another... Oh, uh, yeah. Rapper said he wants to shoot Asian people. For adding that on to African-American. Thank you for doing that to us, sir. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. Let me... Uh... It, had, it would be a California Negro. <laughs> they would say some shit like that. Uh, well, would it? Because the stuff we've seen about California... Talk about it at least and what you think now this is uh, jamal bowman shout out to uh the person who posted this cola jamal bowman is promoting the reverse migration to the south for exactly Black Keefer. What, what shitty rapper <laughs> well yeah the music isn't good yeah i'm talking about the line we <laughs> listen to accused black black korea look at this honorable sienna i love that for this young talent let, let him express, express himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let the young man express how he's feeling. His gun has no preference. That's all he's saying. All right, Jamal Bowman's promoting the reverse migration to the South for Black Americans. This is huge. He's literally telling the FBA in his district in NYC to go back to the South and build up our numbers and build wealth. Wealth, I'm all for it. Before we get into what he said, you are a proponent of the back to the South, or a back to the South movement for Black Americans, aren't you? Yes. Uh, well, hold on. It depends on how up in the country they are. Well, he's in New York. They got to stay where they're at. Well, let, me show you, let me show you what you got to say. Ah, uh, shit. Here we go. Hold on. Let me just... They've mingled with the tethers, so... What do you mean mingled with the tethers? They've mingled with the tethers. What do they mean? Half tethered, half... I don't know what they are. Opportunity in the South right now to do big things in politics. And if there's any New Yorkers who are not happy with New York, consider relocating to the South because the South got a lot happening and a, and a lot of opportunity in terms of leveraging the, the Black vote and Black power to really do something big in the South. So, yeah, especially in hip hop, especially yeah, in Atlanta. You're absolutely right because now that now that Georgia will be an early state. One of the things that killed my guys. Georgia has never been an early state. So they're going to be number three. Mm -hmm. So now, so all of the, the tenants, if you will, the power in South Carolina, you know, with the Jim Clyburn, it's still room to still grow there, but they've already been in place. The strategy is Georgia's now an early state. So, and it's a battleground state for the very first time. So now younger voters, particularly from the hip hop, particularly from uh, Generation X, Generation Z, Y, whatever else in the alphabet. Now there's an opportunity where there can be more vo voice, particularly on the progressive uh, side, because now it's an early state. So it's a lot of strategy. Eastwood, MD, NC, entire culture shock. What's the culture shock from Maryland to NC, Brinley Flaw? 
Oh, you say the What's the man's ethnicity? Up? Because Taylor's are following African Americans to the South and changing the vibe. <laughs> changing the vibe. <laughs> Atlanta. Blaze. Blaze. <laughs> Brandon's all on the disc. Are you talking shit about Atlanta now? Our organization released statement at the Juneteenth event banner spurs controversy. Diversity, inclusion. <laughs> An event banner in downtown Greensville is sparking some controversy. The banner, created by a nonprofit organization hosting the Juneteenth event, reads An upstate celebration of freedom, unity, and love, showing an image of a white man and a white wo- and woman. The con- this controversy started with one picture of the banner circulating on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram since Tuesday. The photo has spread with hundreds of posts, comments, and many more questions. I'm appalled, said Greenville activist Bruce Wilson from fighting injustice together. I was saddened. I was angry. <laughs> so now he came out with a uh, apology, I guess you would call it. Oh, let me make sure I can, is it in this one? I think I can find the apology in this one as well. Okay, here we go. The person who created these uh, banners, he came out and said something in an apology. He said, uh, the founders of Juneteenth GVL event are addressing questions recently raised by some members of the community about banners <laughs> promoting this event. What was going on? Brandon said, home of the quiet farts. <laughs> <laughs> Latinx, Latinx gets no play in Georgia because Honorable, Honorable Tiana said it was just announced that Atlanta is the new hotspot for Latinx. Oh, yeah. They've been trying to push that for a while. He's disputing her claim. The national holiday commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. Juneteenth GBO said in a series of 50 banners have been set up around uh, downtown Greenville for the event next month. The banners feature may the, the banners feature many ethnicities, including black, Hispanic, and white. Some members of the community emailed concern and posted questions about the banners on social media. Uh, he says he and his co-founders want many ethnicities represented. The fact that putting the fact of putting these banners up and representing them the way that we wanted them represented was really a decision made by Juneteenth GBL. Uh, Hayes said it was approved by myself as well as my co-founders and we feel like they bring the right type of messaging and unity freedom and love now he wound out he wound up taking the flag off of the ones with the white people but he kept the ones up with the Hispanics he what now he, he kept the ones up with the Hispanics but he took the ones down with the white people the flag oh well, because of people of color. But people are still saying you didn't. <laughs> we meant all of Why would you have them in the campaign at all? Okay, don't be upset if they don't include you in 4th of July. And this is these are the people who run it. I've seen him before. Do you remember him? No, I remember seeing him I somewhere. I him. But yeah, this is the apology they put out. Juneteenth GVL would like to offer an apology to the community for the presence of non-black faces being represented on two flags representing Juneteenth. We acknowledge this mistake having been made and will correct the error quickly. This error was an attempt of unif- uniting all of Greenville and thereby a slight oversight of one individual's part that prevented us from fully embracing the rich potential and celebrating the depth of black culture through the message of meaning of Juneteenth. And for that, we apologize to this, uh, to you, the, to you, wait, we apologize to you, the entire community, to foster solidarity and inclusive, inclusivity. We will continue to work 
to make all communities better. We take full responsibility for this misstep in this regard and pledge to rectify the situation promptly and responsibly. Again, the flag in question will be removed as soon as possible. We deeply value the voice of our community. Juneteenth GBL has accomplished many uh, commendable uh, achievements, and we hope to may, uh, to work to continue to do so with uh, your continued support. Whatever, whatever, whatever. How do you even create a campaign about Juneteenth and for whatever reason think you need to? But that's kind of the message they've been pushing the last 20, 30 years with the whole black and brown. Yeah, black and brown, rainbow coalition, everybody color. Poor People's Party, all that other stuff. BIPOC. Yeah, so you have to include everybody in everything. Uh, well, when it's black people. And this is the South, by the way. <laughs> this is this is the South. Green That's saying shit like, like damn. Not even safe there. Jesus Christ. Shout out to the Craig Council. What up, what up, what up? More integration. We're Mr. Man. Oh, damn, there's more. So what? Huh? No, I say nothing. All right, um, let me just show this right quick. All right, this is a miscellaneous story we have to jump into right quick. Governor Walsh issues first veto blocked bill setting minimum wage for Uber and Lyft drivers. Now, up here in Seattle, <laughs> these uh, Uber and Lyft prices are pretty high. They've increased. And here... I think this is in Minneapolis. They wanted to raise them there and have a minimum uh, profit for the drivers and to protect them from being fired for what they would consider not being given a reason. Now, up here, the prices they have, they want, I'm sorry, the prices they want to set at the minimum here are less than what they are here in Seattle when it's not a minimum. It's just what it is. True. I think that would, you know, at first I thought the drivers would be against it because if you have a minimum that means you can possibly take something off the top if there's a minimum amount i can make that means i have to work a certain amount of hours i have to do certain things and meet certain requirements but the drivers seem to have been for it in minneapolis <laughs> so what do you think about them wanting to put a minimum or even the prices in general of uber and lyft and then want to almost raise it the state i mean the states like should seattle have a minimum you have to pay Cause that would go on the that would, that would be forced to be paid by the writers. I think it should stay as it is. It should, gonna... be, it should be based on however it's based on now the criteria. I don't think it should just be. I don't think it should be touched. Almost like um, Amazon had a battle with Seattle when they wanted to put wanted to raise the minimum wage. And, and they threatened threat to leave. Yeah, they were threatening to leave. And I guess in certain areas it's not there, but in certain areas it is fifteen. So I don't know. It's almost like they keep trying to run people out of business. Run the big businesses out of the city? Because Uber threatened to leave too. All right. I'm not going to play the sound. I just want to see, what would you do if you were on a plane? And somebody opened the door? <laughs> somebody opened the door. Y'all not going to be able to hear this. I would tell everybody to be calm, cool, and collected and just hope we land. <laughs> and whoever fucking opened that door beat the shit out of them. Listen. When I That's get what off, it should be. When I get off this plane, he the person ain't getting arrested. Ain't, I don't care no cops. I don't care. I'm stealing off immediately when we get off this plane. This dude get his ass whooped open this damn. Now, people were talking about. I thought that when you were on a plane in the sky, you couldn't open the doors. The pressure wouldn't allow you. They said you can't open the doors, but he opened them. Now they said that he was only 700 feet in the air. 
and you know they usually fly around thirty something thousand, but this is on three seven hundred feet, and he was able to open the door. But, you know, in the movies, when they show people open the door, they show them getting sucked out the window and stuff. This this is a crazy situation. <laughs> if anybody open a door while you're on the plane with them, Violence. when you land, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> All right. Let me show this last little slide I got. NWCP issues travel advisory for Florida. What happened? I can't see what I can't see what's called. I have severe fear of flying, so I definitely attacked the person once left. <laughs> Beat down. Yeah, the hands getting put on him. Hands and foot, honestly. It says, uh, NWCP issues travel advisory for Florida over DeSantis' aggressive attempts to erase black history. So NWCP came out and said they are asking for black Americans to not go to Florida. Why? For their safety, apparently. What's, what's the safety? Because DeSantis in Florida is so dangerous now. How is it so dangerous? <laughs> Let's see what they had to say. Hold on. Is, it any, is it any more dangerous than any other part of the country? Probably not. The okay. civil rights organization has warned that the state is openly hostile towards African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. <laughs> They've allowed themselves to be put in this I'm about to say that. pot, this so, gumbo. That's so what black, it is. Black Americans are forever now in this country going to be linked to LGBTQ, the, alph- the alphabet stuff, forever. And the, and the brown. And the browns, the yellows. Yeah, the Asian. <laughs> forever going to people of color. So it's an NWCP on Saturday issued a travel advisory for Florida over Republican Governor Ron DeSantis' aggressive attempt to erase black history and to restrict uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in the state schools and organizations said it on, in a statement. For, Florida is openly hostile towards African Americans, people of color, LGBT plus individuals, the NWACP said. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African Americans and other communities of color. It seems like, bless you, it seems like they more so don't want you to go to Florida so you can lower their tourist number, the, the money they're making off tourism. Because during the pandemic, one of the main one of the main places people were going was Florida. Or voting. Yeah, that too. They don't want you moving there. They don't want you moving there, period. They're, they don't want your voting to go there. Maybe your mindset will be changed. Oh, yeah. When Florida tell you, a lot of the Texas, Florida, those type of places will tell you, you can move here, but don't bring your politics. The advisory comes after the Census administration in January blocked the advanced placement course in African-American studies. But y'all ain't going to point out that he passed the one for Asians? But it goes against the whole anti-people of color thing, huh? Okay. From being uh, offered in Florida high schools in a letter to the college board rejecting the course. We know, we know, we know. NAACP President and CEO Derek Johnson said in a statement that failing to teach an accurate representation of the horrors and inequalities of Black Americans have faced and continue to face it and continue to face is a disservice to students and a dereliction of duty to all. Under DeSantis, the state of Florida has become a hostile to Black Americans in direct conflict with the democratic ideals that our union was founded upon. I guess supposed to be scared of Ron. Now they was promoting Ron DeSantis a few months a few months ago to go against Trump. Remember that they were promoting Ron DeSantis, the Democratic Party, the, the Democratic outlets, the 
the liberals. They was promoting Ron DeSantis to be the one to, to defeat Trump. He's no longer going to. They know he. They know he ain't got a chance now. Uh, what's this right here? Oh, let me just play. Let me go back right quick. Uh, hold on. I'm just gonna play this video of them issuing issuing the advisory to not go there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Moving to the Sunshine State, according to the statement, the advisory comes in direct response to Republican Governor Ron DeSantis's quote aggressive attempts to erase Black history, and it calls Florida openly hostile toward African Americans. He <laughs> said, "Guess where the head of the NWCP mansion is located, Florida." So they're going to ban themselves from going? People of color and the LGBTQ individuals. CNN has reached out to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for comment, but did not receive a response. NAACP has issued... All right, so that's that. Them trying to convince you not to go. Now we're going to talk about this fear-mongering they're doing a lot with DeSantis. They're trying to do the same thing they did with Trump, except with DeSantis, they're trying to make it more singled on just one state almost. DeSantis' 13.5 million police program lowers officers with violent records to Florida. Governor's incentive scheme recruits officers with history of excessive violence or who has been arrested since signing up. Now, what do you think about this part? He's asking for officers in the other state who have been fired or got in some trouble with something violent to just come to Florida and become a cop. Will That's defend crazy you. Shit. Huh? That's some crazy shit. For now, me. I ain't gonna lie. This part made me go... <laughs> You might not want to be if they telling cops who are violent, the ones who have stuff on the record where they're doing something violent to come to Florida. But they're everywhere else, so it's not really any but he, difference. But he's telling all of them to come to Florida. And you think they're all going to go to Florida? He's giving them more money. He's offering them to pay them more money. Well, that's some fucked up shit. So you still would be cool in Florida if you knew the cops, the aggression level might rise? Well, I don't live in Florida, so no, I, no, no, I can't no, no. say I'm that. saying if you lived in Florida. I don't live in Florida, so, so I can't ain't... give an opinion on that. <laughs> Talk now, to somebody that lives in Florida. Now, one of the things Ron DeSantis is saying that I'm trying to defend officers who are in situations where they were forced to make a make a split-second decision, and now they're being punished for it. I'm going to make sure you come here and get a fair shake. That's his whole platform he's trying to push. If you notice, the last couple of months, Ron DeSantis has been pushing a lot of policies through to try and get the platform that Trump already got. Trying to show, look how look at Florida. Like Trump got make America great again, make make America great again. Ron DeSantis be saying, "Make America Florida." That's his thing. What is his slogan? Make America the comeback Florida. of America, huh? Isn't no, his slogan? I'm saying oh. people are using him to say he's saying make America Florida. So whatever I'm doing in Florida is what I would do for the country. He, well, with that new thing he added, that made people look at him differently. What thing? The police officer thing. Oh, you talking about this one? So you were, you, you were, uh, that was one of your friends, wasn't Ron DeSantis? You, you thought he was uh, somebody you should support, didn't you? Um, <laughs> some of the policies that he has in place, I agree with. But I don't agree with this. Would you vote for him? No, I wouldn't vote for him. I'm just saying, if you wouldn't vote for him, you can't vote, you can't vote for him, you wouldn't vote for Ice Cube. Don't tell me who I can vote for. You can't. Why? Because he, he has the same platform, don't he? One you agree with more. Says who? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Says who? All right. <laughs> uh, it's the website. Which presidential candidate will be the worst for Black America? This is the Grio. 
they didn't even say who would be the best person. They said we're gonna make this article about who who is the worst person that can get in office. Now look look at the list they put up here. Marion Wilson has at the bottom of the list. He's at least threatening. That's what they're saying. They got the, the the stuff they read out written out for why they think she's the least threatening. Number one thing is that she'll never be in office. <laughs> then you got Joe Biden. Even though his history says differently, they got him at 11 out of 12 as the least threatening. Then you got Perry Johnson, Vivek Raswamy. I'm going to keep going. Larry Elder is more of a threat than Joe Biden. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Then you got Nikki Haley. Then you got Tim Scott as number three most threatening person. And obviously you got Trump and DeSantis at the census warm, by the way. Then you got Trump. How is Tim Scott more of a threat than Joe Biden? Because he's a black man. That's a Republican. Like, that's why he's threatening. Then he said uh, what he's done for black people. For years, Tim Scott pushed for the Walter Scott Notif- Notification Act, legislation that would incentivize reporting on daily shootings by law enforcement. He also fought for, no, that's it. He also said something about uh, police, uh, not police brutality, but being um, police while black thing. He actually spoke on that too. What did he say? He remember when he said um, he was pulled over a hundred times for being black. Oh yeah, I remember when he said that. So he's one of the they. And some people feel like the Republican Party used him to put that notion out of there. We we understand it as it exists. He was the only black person in, our, in, in power or in position to be able to say that and be a representative for the Republican Party. But you know, as I said, it's part of his platform now. Then you got so that's the grill. Then you got the root. Who says, should black people be afraid now that Ron DeSantis plans to announce his presidential bid on Twitter? What's the difference between Griot and the Root? They're not the same. They're the same. They're, They're exactly the same. They're the, the Griot, same. we've seen them retract stuff. We haven't seen the Root do it. They're the same. How? To me, they're no different. I, I'm how? They both put out the same Democratic Shield bullshit. It's no fucking different. Which they is, both the same. Which is funny because you have what's the name of the head of the grill, so you would think they would have more balanced beliefs. But anyway, I'm not even gonna show his what's called it. Governor Newsom reportedly floated Oprah as potential replacement for Senator Dianne Feinstein. Could actually help keep him out of political hot water. Now, this woman Feinstein clearly should not be in office. She don't she's sick as hell. All these elements, but you can't get rid of her. She's on a protective class because she's uh, an elder and she's disabled. So that's uh, that's uh, ableist if you get rid of her, ageist and a- and ableist if you get rid of her. And she could probably try to her family will probably try to sue. She's in a protective class. So now he wants to replace her with Oprah. I, why do they keep trying to float Oprah name in political discussions? You scared she's gonna be a president? No, I'm just saying. Every time, every year, they put her name in some political discussion for some something. And I don't know why. Clearly, she's not going to do it. She's a big name. California Governor Gavin Newsom has floated appointing media mogul Oprah Winfrey if Senator Dianne Feinstein's seat becomes vacant amid the uh, deepening health concerns. According to the Associated Press, Winfrey is among the names that Newsom is considering appointing should Feinstein will, uh, willingly leave her seat. The 89-year-old California senator returned to Washington on May 10th after shingles diagnosis and treatment that kept her out of action for 10 weeks. Lady, step down. 
The same thing happened with the woman who was uh, what's her name? Um, Supreme Court Justice Bird. Uh, uh, I forgot her name. Uh, you know her name. She she died. I think she was dead month so before they announced it publicly. But she's another one of the people that stayed in office forever, knowing that she shouldn't be in office, and next you know you die in office, and now they gotta replace you with somebody when you can just step down. You got a name? All right, hold on, y'all. Hold on. Um, hold on. Placing a celebrity in a seat that could help Newsom avoid picking favorites among actual declared uh, Senate candidates. AP uh, added U.S. Representative Barbara Lee is currently running against Representative Katie Porter Ooh, and Adam Schiff. Lee is black and Porter and Schiff. Ginsburg. That was a name. Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Yeah. Ruth. Yeah. So they always do this. Just staying off too long. That should be. That should be cast for how long you can be in office. Mm-hmm. All right, let me. Uh, Hillary Clinton admits age is an issue for Biden in 2024. Hold on, y'all. Hillary Clinton admits age and the issue for Biden in 2024. You think this means something for her to say this publicly? She's saying she wants his ass out. <laughs> Durham interview. Uh, we ain't gonna talk about this. That uh, lost his marbles. Oh, that's him. Biden talking crazy after Hillary said he was too damn old. Trump getting African American vice president. Uh, Tim Scott easily made slot of himself, whatever, whatever, whatever. So the, there's people throwing it out there now. What we've been saying is he probably would choose a black VP. Which something. is going to be Tim Scott. It's in Tim Scott or Donaldson. Either one. Tim Scott, presidential long game. Now people are saying that Trump welcomed him into the race. What is it for Scott? What's in it for him? Uh, he probably would end up being his choice. Now Donaldson was another person they are asking, do he want to do it we're not even gonna show that let's jump forward hold on y'all oh byron donalds i didn't know he was in a he was married he said i'm in an interracial marriage being in an interracial marriage is cool unless you're dealing with a black republican because if you're a black republican in an interracial marriage then interracial marriage ain't cool we can't use race to weaponize our politics and our media He said, it's cool when they do it. <laughs> when the liberals do, are doing it, it's okay. But with us, we get stigmatized. Is that fair? Is that a fair point? 
Business. It's already the stereotype that that's what they do to black Republicans. So it's kind of a stigma that's only been placed on black Republicans. Hold on. I am showing what the hell. Okay. Uh, we're going right here. Are we back talking about COVID? I'm going to be careful. I'm just going to read the headline. Prepare for next pandemic. Prepare uh, future pathogens with every deadlier potential than COVID. Who chief warns? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all we're going to say. You said uh, a few months ago, they're going to let us, they're going to let people do what they want this summer and coming in the winter time. <laughs> it's going to be pretty bad for them. All right, let me, uh, what is this? No, I'm not, should I play what he said? Go, all right, what did he say? He said what I just said. It's going to be even deadlier. That was the who chief that said that. Yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. No, pointed out that this is the no. who chief. <laughs> I ain't taking no chances. Take the chance. Shit, we could be banned for a couple weeks. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, do it. <laughs> all right, Elon Musk Neuralink gets FDA approval from humans test of brain implants. So now they're letting, so the neural link that Elon Musk been talking about, where he said he would connect people to their, to the internet, basically. Elon Musk's brain implant company, Neuralink, on Thursday said it had received Food and Drug Administration's approval to launch the first inhuman clinical study. We almost there. They're about to try to connect. Well, yeah, they introduced as far as the internet, now giving you link studies on human tests on humans. So how long do you think before those two things collide and people are not very long at all. A couple of years, not even a couple of years. All right. Oh shit. Okay. All right. We almost we gonna get up out of here now. <laughs> I don't feel like we're going to get up out here and let y'all go. We was going to bring you up, but we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Um, you got the guys want to say? Last thing you want to say? Thanks for viewing the channel. Thank y'all for showing Mystery up. Mr. Man finally showed up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Mr. Man? But yeah, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, oh, by the way, I do want to say this. And we're going to talk about this next week. Uh, to all to all the any of y'all boxing fans out there, I want y'all to tell me in the chat right now. Oh, this will tell me everything I need to know. I need y'all to tell me something right now. This, this is they... going this is going to be a big deal when I'm about to ask you, Terrence Crawford or Errol Spence. I need y'all to tell me who you got between between Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. Let me see what y'all got to say right quick before we get out of here. Because we just saw Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. I do think Devin won 7-5. Eastwood said Spence and Crawford. He said Spence and Crawford. Oh, you ain't picking, huh? Draw. Eastwood said Eastwood draw? can't choose. <laughs> I need it. It tell me a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't give a fuck about screen y'all anymore. The thrill is gone. He said the thrill is gone. <laughs> Spence. How did I know that? You said, you said it was going to be Terrence. <laughs> That's everything I need to know. It ain't never going to be peace between us, George. It ain't never going to be fucking peace between us. All right. So George said Spence. Eastwood said draw. Eastwood said Spence too. Spence by decision. All right. I got, I'm going to say that I got Spence. Wow. Mending. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. We're going to let y'all get out of here. I just need to know that. We're going to talk about that next week. Uh, some of the fights coming up and all that other stuff. But anyway, man, thank y'all for showing up and listening to us. It's a shorter show than normal, but ain't really feeling it right now. But anyway, man, be safe. All praise to the most high. And peace, man. Hold on. I'm sorry. I wasn't ready. <laughs>